What up, what up, what up, world? On a Wednesday. Man, we already got some super chats coming in. Appreciate everybody coming in the room. 36 Chambers with the super chat says, J.I.D. has the strongest album on this list. Best feature game this year outside of Cold. And has the most complete work this year out of their choices. He's talking about... Oh, man, we got some more in here, too. Hold on. He's talking about the Hip Hop DX um, Rapper of the Year nominees. We're going to get to that. Andrew Green with the Super Chat. Appreciate Andrew Green for jumping in our uh, Patreon the other day as well. He says, thanks for letting me tap in on the Patreon, fellas. Wish I could have chopped it up a little while longer. Uh, Andrew Green also says, a shame Nas is getting snubbed again by Hip Hop DX. KD3 is miles ahead of any album this year. Remember Nas said on the first time, the classic they coming with ain't effing with uh, what I recorded last week. This is real. Andrew Green with another super chat says, check out the Hip Hop DX nominations of Hit Boys Beats on Legit with the backhanded compliment like they finally hit their stride. Um, this is the best Nas has rhymed in a good minute. Like this four album run has been just decent. Shaking my head. Okay. Lot to unpack here. What Andrew Green's talking about is Hip Hop DX actually has a, a category for best beat of the year. Legit's in that category. Oh, they do? Yeah, I'm going to go through. I'm going to pull up some of their they categories do. or whatever. But yeah, legit. I've been the only one talking about legit like that. <laughs> legit's in that category. You know, there's two samples. I think that, you know, we're going to have our awards. We're going to have our awards as well, too. And I think that's what we can kind of go through on this show as well. Like, what categories should we have? I mean, I know we got the main categories and things like that. But I would love to get creative with some of the categories. Like we said, like, best sample this year. Yeah. And I think that legit definitely fits that. But the other one that I would nominate, and rest in peace to take off. I love the uh, the party. I think it's the I best. Think it's the best song on DJ Khaled's album, by the way, where they sampled the uh, Eddie Murphy party all the time. That shit was hard. It worked. I was thinking Metro got a couple joints on his album too. That Eddie Murphy party all the time uh, sample on DJ Khaled's album is crazy. I really wish to take off and um, and and, and uh, Quavo would have saved that for their album, actually. Um, Fantasy Seven Three One says that little Sims album, "No Thank You," is amazing. Thank you for the retweet. Definitely. You know what? We're gonna talk about that too. Actually, got that on the list here. We're gonna talk about that and the Cool G rap. Um, you know. Lil Sims is doing it, man, for the UK. And she really stays very consistent. She is what we wanted Lauren Hill to consistently be, as far as like, you know, giving you that full musical experience uh, with the bars, with the melodies, with the musicality and the subject matter. Um, anyway. I thought about Go ahead. Go, no, 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 go ahead, finish. No, 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 I was pretty much done. I mean, um, Absol killed the L.A. Leakers freestyle over Hit em Up. Uh, that happened this week. It's a lot going on, man. There's a lot of gossip stuff going on as well, you know, side chick stuff, you know, uh, shooting of the feet stuff. But there's a lot of music stuff going on, too. Staying out that other stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, try to stay um, away from the toes. Yeah, try to stay. Megan's away from the toes. friend, she got um, she got immunity 
um, take the stand. So I, I don't know how that's that's called snitching. It's called snitching. (laughs) Speaking of which, and not speaking of which, but another thing that happened, Gunner is gonna be free. You know what I mean? Not saying he's snitching. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got um, yep, he got time served. So, um. You know, so he did his one something. year because they gave him five, and I think they're commuting the rest of the sentence, and he's going to do, I think, 500 hours of community service. Halfway house or something for like a month. Or yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, free gunner. Glad that, you know, he got out of the situation. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. you know, the same thing happens with uh, Thug. I think it is odd, though, that, you know, they it, it seems like they didn't have a whole lot on him, but I think it's odd that they can continuously denied him bail and they were willing to you know make a major step like this because you know for their lack of you know things that they had on him from you know from what i know he should have been able to receive bail i mean i I guess they their whole thing was that he's such a well this is what they argued he's such a big and influential figure that it could have you know tampered with the case so i think that was why they kept denying bail Okay. I guess that lets you know where they're at with the case at this point. I don't know. Uh, Kendall Outlaw with the super chat says, uh, "Nas is the only um, Nas is the only rap music that I have to listen to and have listened to in the past couple of years. I'm usually listening to the late seventies and eighties music." Thirty six Chambers with the super chat says, "That new Sims album is stellar. Um, great stripe, uh, stripped down beats, flows, schemes, and bars." I really enjoyed that drop. Uh, 2020 has been very a very full year for hip-hop. Uh, Mad Max of the Super Chat says, Gunna better have kept his uh, trap closed or he's food. Um, Justin Jones of the Super Chat says, Did y'all hear the Black Thoughts EP, African Dream, dropped last Friday? Did not hear that. We got some Black Thought to catch up on. Eric Terrell with the Super Chat says, how do you feel about the ODB feature on uh, Scissors uh, for- Forgiveless production uh, by Rodney Jerkins? Yeah, what did you think about that? Uh, it was cool. It was cool. It was one of those things where it's like, you know, you got the you got the you got the take or the outtake because of who it was, which is cool. But it yeah, wasn't cool. anything that, you know, yeah, earth shaking. Mad Max of the Super Chat says, uh, and Lil Sims is the best female rapper in the game. I gotta listen to her new joint because last album, I think, is a classic. I do think that the last album was a little better, in my opinion. But this was very consistent, too. You know, she's just a really dope artist. Um, this is where I want to start, man. This is where okay. I want to start. I want. Do you mind if we start with the, um, you know, I guess what's at the header? Well, well, I do want to say a couple things. If okay, I may go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you think? The project. No, no, no. You're fine. Um, I actually played the score today for the first time in a long time, and this is before finding out about The Sims. So I listened to Prime Lauren today mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time. Don't ever compare any female MC to Lauren as an MC. No, no. I feel you. I'm talking about the approach. No. Not even the approach. The approach of having, I'll say this. It's Just clear that Little Sims is, is uh, influenced by Lauren. I mean, if you talk about no, you can hear subject that, matter, if you talk about, you know, having, you know, flow and 
and uh and musicality and melodies in your stuff you know that's the go-to um again lauren's a not that to me hmm? it's not that to me that that's what i'm saying it's not that to me and i don't like the comparison because lauren really is a one-of-one one. and like when you hear her it's like you realize and this is what i mean is it's like well <clears throat> when you start comparing people to Lauren stylistically, it's like, and then you hear Lauren like on a day like today when I heard her, it's like, well, what does she do that's so comparable to you? Like, well, show like me I where said, it's you the, feel what it's I'm saying? No, 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 this is what I mean. So when people say Lauren, it's like, no, I'm thinking more Bahamadia. No, I'm stylistically, I mean, I feel you. You're talking about on a level conversation as opposed to stylistically I, you know i saw well, somebody say things are going on too because it feels you know what like if she were um if she were stateside i would think she was one of those soulful philly girls that came out around the time that jill uh jaguar right the roots like that whole collective i could see that yeah she feels like that to me like like the vibes on this album had some very much uh and i mean this with glowing praise there are some Illadelph half like vibes and sentiments on here, I can so see I think that. highly of her. You know, I you know I saw somebody uh, because uh, Phil Mob they just celebrated the twenty second anniversary of their debut album, Ashy the Classy, right? And you know that was a that was a banger down here. But I saw somebody say they were supposed to be the second coming of Outkast. No, I get that, and I get the comparison. But they're not, you know what I mean, and, that, and that's what I mean by this one. You remember when the Young Bloods came out? Of course. Originally, you were, they were being compared to Outkast. That's how nothing, Big Boy yeah. was on eighty five. It's just a duo conversation coming out of the South or whatever. And, I dig, but and I'm not even gonna front, man. Um, I love Sean Paul. And, I mean, I love the Young Bloods. Period. But I was kind of taken aback by um. Ah, what was his name? J-Ball? Was it J-Ball? Sounded so much like Cujo for me. And I, I couldn't get into it at first. Um, Paul's always been a personal favorite. He's always been nice with it. He uh, has one of the best it. flows ever. I think Sean Paul, at least for this city, <laughs> I think Sean Paul, Big Gip, and T.I. have some of the best flows this city's ever heard. I mean, along with Andre and Big Boy, but yeah. Of course, but you know what I right. mean? Like, you know, they're a whole nother conversation. But right. yeah, if we just talk about straight up flow, like crazy flow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul's flow is crazy. It's funny that you say you listened to the score today. I remember we just had a post on According to Hip Hop. It wasn't too long ago. Uh, it really, really went on Twitter. And it was, pick the best album. The choices were the score, East 1999, Soul Food, and the firm album and a lot of people were picking soul food i was uh very, i was pleasantly surprised uh it was like soul food and the score was probably getting the most but it's funny i was actually just randomly listening to east 1999 today and i kind of had some takeaways from that because i listen to art of war actually sometimes you know obviously east 1999 is the one and maybe i was listening to it subconsciously because i remember you saying in a previous episode that Lazy was the rapper in the group. Mm -hmm. And one of my takeaways from East 1999 was Busy was the star. I've always felt like, for whatever reason, Lazy is the leader. Um, Crazy is just the best overall artist in that group. 
Yes. But the biggest difference between East 1999 and Art of War is that Wish just didn't bring it on Art of War. Wish was really good on East 1999. When you think about it, he had highlights on there. On the actual song East 1999, he had highlights. He was a highlight on First of the Month. He was a highlight on the posse cut at the end, shots to the double glock. He's a highlight on Mo Murder. And well, I, I was just going to say, like, on Art of War, he had the skippable verses. And it wasn't like that on the first album. And they always put him last on Art of War, too. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not a big fan of Art of War, so I can't even speak to it because I cannot tell you the last time that I played that album. I still play East 1999, you know, for, for an album that came out at the time that it came out. I still play that album with some regularity for an album that came out at that time. So I think highly of it, but I can't comparatively like signify a lot of that for you because I just wasn't into Art of War like that. Never got into it like that. Haven't listened to it in eons. But here's what I mean when I'm saying nobody's Lauren. And I just listened to the score. Like, the problem with the score is Lauren, because when she steps to the mic, Mike, she just blasts motherfuckers. Like, yeah. like great MC. Forget Wyclef and Praz, like take them out of the equation. Like, no, she just on blast, man. And ain't never nobody rhyme like that as far as a female rap vocalist is concerned. And what's crazy about it is, is that like, you know, I guess like the sentiment was after the score is like, well, can she make songs? And then it's like, well, the final hour and doo-wop and lost ones. It's like, so no, no, no. Like, like she got it and she got it in spades. I don't want people um, comparing themselves to Lauren, like necessarily, like, cause it's not fair to them because if you got to sit down and really start hashing it, it's like, there's not a verse on this album that fucks with like how many mics or zealots or Ready or Not, or Fuji La. There's not one verse like that on this album. Not one. It's against the laws of physics. JY with the Super Chat says, that AZ song uh, from a couple of weeks ago has been on repeat for me. Superfire. Apparently, he's releasing another album. Hmm. Mad Max says... Yeah. Mad Max says... Um, it says, and I'm... Um, uh, the girls got one with that. His, I'm not gonna lie. The girls got one with that scissor. She dropped an instant classic, and I came uh, in trying to hate on her album. It was really great. I still haven't checked out the scissor yet. I got to. I, I keep hearing people talk about it. I told you, my daughter texted me from school last Friday. She was like, "Daddy, I'm crying." I'm like, "What the fuck going on?" I'm like, "What's wrong?" She's like, "This scissor's so good." That's that fire. Like, All right, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it my out. My daughter never texts me at school about no music, like ever. I, that's all I keep hearing people talk about. Jay Short it, says, "Would it be possible uh, for a hip hop artist to make a dope Christmas album or compilation? If so, who would you nominate?" Hmm. I think it's very hard to make hip hop Christmas songs. I think it's hard to make new Christmas songs. Period. Play his ball. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's a Christmas song, but it really doesn't sound like one. I mean, you got sleigh bells in there, and you got the melody's, that part a, little, the, the the melody's a little Christmassy, a little Southern Christmassy, a little funky. Kinda, you know. I mean, you don't hear that song, and it doesn't scream, you know, Christmas. But they it did a creative like Christmas when play his ball comes on. No, yeah, they did. They made a creative uh, Christmas song 
on a Christmas they a, compilation. They did a creative take on Christmas in Atlanta. They really did. Uh, but mm-hmm. who would I nominate for? First of all, I don't think anyone could make a, a dope Christmas hip-hop album. And if they did, it would have to be somebody who can rap and sing, I think. Um, I was thinking Anderson Pack. Hmm. If Nate Dogg was here, didn't Nate Dogg make a Christmas album once? No, but CeeLo did. But CeeLo did a lot of remakes and no, 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 it was no, a lot of singing. Um, no, no. Nate Dogg. You know, you know who I nominate? <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. I, I, I just got to keep it real. Speaking of dog, I got to nominate Snoop. Snoop can make a Christmas album. He can do anything. He can't do anything. Um, he rapped over Kirby Enthusiasm. Snoop can do it. it Crip Your Enthusiasm? That shit was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Um, I can't think of anybody offhand that's like a rapper, rapper. Like, like I was thinking like in a funny kind of way, like Nelly and Ja Rule should get together and do like a Melodies album, like with their favorite R&B songstresses for Christmas, like a Christmas melody with Nelly and Ja Rule. I don't yeah. know if that how I feel about that. <laughs> Justin Jones with the Super Chat says, Godson just celebrated 20 years yesterday. Is it a classic? And where does it rank in his catalog? Salam Remy and Alchemist gave Nas some heat in O2. Not a classic to me. Major Look is probably my favorite Nas single. Period. Um, now, as far as like where it ranks, I think we have Illmatic, it was written. Um... KD3, Stillmatic, Lost Tapes ahead of it. That's five right there. Um, do you have I have KD2 ahead of it as well. I have Magic ahead of it as well. Yeah, it's it's gonna be around eight or nine-ish. So I'm thinking Illmatic, it was written. Mm-hmm. Um I'll just say respectfully right now out of respect for Stillmatic, then KD3 and Stillmatic are at a tie for third. Okay, so that's four albums ahead of it. Five. Magic. Ooh. I was thinking Lost Tapes or Magic. Yeah. We might have another tie at that's five. five tie at five. Lost, Lost Tapes and Magic at five. Because the thing with Magic and, um, and KD3 and even KD2 is it like let it marinate a little bit. And then you got KD2 and Life is Good. So that's your seven and your eight. Yeah, so Godson's around well, nine. Godson is nine. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. When Godson's and, and we're not even counting KD one. When like Godson's it. when Godson's your ninth best album, you're the greatest MC of all time. And that's not conversational. It's, it's not conversational <laughs> when Godson is your ninth best album. I'm not trying when to be funny. Around and, here thinking that they the illest shit that ever walked, and their fifth best album don't sound like Godson. All right, the only other person that has the Man, type of catalog down is on Godson. It's his ninth best album. The only other person that has the type of catalog Nas has is Jay Z. So that's the only reason why I'm bringing him up. What's, What's his, his ninth, ninth best, best album? album? Listen, what is Jay Z's ninth best album? Leroy don't Green, do please tell don't us. Do don't do it. Mad Max with the super chat says it's only crazy. difference uh, between Lauren and Sims is the voice and accent and singing. Lil Sims is dead elite. Hmm. Okay. Um, Christopher Hogan with the super chat no, says, she's not Lauren. Christopher Hogan says, did y'all check out what's that? There's elite. And then there's the 1%. 
Like she in the one percentile. Like like as an MC, she's in Rock M and Nas is in Black Thoughts percentile. She's no well, Sims is thing, not in Coop. that percentile. This is the thing, Coop. Is it she possible? One. Is no, it no, possible? The one, the one ain't I, full without her in it. I hear you. I hear MC. you. Oh, let me say this. Mm-hmm. Is it possible for somebody like Mad Max, who's, you know, under 25, who wasn't here when Lauren was doing her thing, to not feel the same way you feel about Lauren because she just didn't stay active? No, Mike. Nobody nobody publicly that has a podcast or a co-host of podcast has publicly talked about some of the um, more disparaging parts of her career uh, the way that I have. But when it comes to this bar work and this MC, hell, fuck, no. But I ain't trying, I'm not even trying to hear it. Is it possible it that no, it's no, just no. not I, enough I, I work? I listened to Lauren this morning and then listened to Sims this afternoon. No. Is it possible Stop that it's not enough me. work? She on album number four. I'm talking about I heard Lauren on group album number two. Like, no. I'm and just it's saying. not any disrespect. Like, you know, you can be elite and not be Lauren. Lauren, all right, let's just be real. Lauren just outrounded Nas on KD2, Mike. Eh, maybe. She just had the burst of the year until Nas dropped Magic. You understand that? I feel you. I mean, but it's this whole album, you know what I mean? All right, this is my thing. He was on Blood the song. on reality. And he has a stellar verse on the song. Let's go Nas back. verse on Nobody is Stellar. It's dope. Let's go back, though. Blunted on reality. Not an epic performance, right? She's good. But she's good. You can hear you can hear you can hear it. It's flashes, right. Yeah, she flashing like a motherfucker. The score, epic. And then she's not flashing, Mike. She Haley's comment. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the miseducation, what, three rap songs and some really great rap verses. And I'll put in the uh the carnival as well. Awesome performances on there. So go go through those so, eleven verses right there. No, go through those eleven verses right there. The two on the carnival and then yeah. the three on the miseducation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, greatness. Show me, show me the motherfucker. I Where feel you, but I that's didn't hear it today. It. I didn't hear that today. I feel you, but that's it. That's still better. That's all you need, huh? It's literally that much better. Mm. And, Crystal- I'm a, and I'm a big <laughs> critic. And a big fan. Well, it's she's that much better. Like she is that supreme. That's what I'm saying. Like like su- supreme. One percent. Christopher no. Hogan with the super chat says, "Did y'all check out Bun B's Static album? Yeah, we talked about it last yeah, week. We talked about it on Friday. Yeah, we actually held off on the Cool G rap because we talked about uh, the Static. Yeah. Jay Short with the super chat says, "Lauren on the Fuji's uh, bootleg version was amazing too." Um, Peter Parks of the Super Chat says, what's the criteria for uh, these whack award nominations? We're going to get to that because it seems very political to me. Um, okay, yeah, let's jump into that. You want to jump into that? Yeah, yeah, let me get to these to... Super Chats and we'll get to it. Uh, Michael Williams says, uh, one of these days you should do a Patreon with the Black Album versus Get Rich or Die Trying. I think the Black Album is better. Hmm. Who? Who said that? Michael Williams. I understand where he's coming Mike, from. Mike, you're one of our faithful followers. How can you say that in clear terms? You know like, what? I, listen, I'm not a. You, I see where you he's wanna, coming you wanna, from. You want to take that? I would love to. We you're in all that. kind of trouble. <laughs> Nas the Goat says, RIP to Granddaddy IU and Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want you to think about how Get Rich or Die Trying. I want you to think about the first 
three or four or five songs on Get Richard Die Trying. And then think about the first three, four or five songs on the Black album before you, like, I, I'm going to give you the opportunity to step out because you're going to find yourself in like a three to three to one, four to one, like five to one, like hole. I want to see it. Dig out of. I want to see it. Jonathan Very Irvin with the Super Chat Very says, problematic that you won't smoke with Get Richard Die Trying with the Black album? I think we should see it. Not with the blueprint. With the with Black, the black album. album. Blackout, yeah. I would like to see it. Richard die trying. Yeah. It's very problematic that y'all think that. I mean, the bar work work from Jay is just just, different. Just remember, it's December 4th versus What Up Gangsta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's done. Yeah. Yeah, it's done. But then you got patiently waiting. Hey, guess what? No, 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 no. Then you got patiently waiting versus What More Can I Say? What More Can I Say is much better. Like I said. Like I said, so that's two to zero. No, it's then, not. What more can I say? Is men, many men versus Encore, and now it's three to zero. And then no, it's no, the no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Cool, cool, cool. You gotta pump. You gotta relax. You got. You gotta relax. There's no way patiently waiting is better than what more can I say? There's no way. It is. It's not, man. Patiently waiting's not that good of a song. You talking about an overrated record? I break your face. Nah, man. Ain't nobody playing patiently waiting. Jonathan Irvin with the with the super chat. Now the record that they got together on there is Don't Push Me. Don't push me, spot. Mike, many men and then in the club. I don't like now you talk about happy shit. I really don't like in the club like that. That's what it is. I don't. I, you you like you want to talk about some happy shit and you got to play change clothes next to in the club and you calling in the club happy. I like now, change clothes more than I like in that? the club. I like change clothes more than I like in the club. I do. Uh, Jonathan Irvin with the super chat says y'all got to do a, a sports break talk to discuss Skip and Shannon disrespectful exchange the other day. Now, I did see that. Me and Cooper just talking about some sports shows. I was just Actually, you just talking them, about. I've been, you know, tied up with some things and haven't had my damn phone for two days, so like I missed it. But um, what happened? Well, Skip, <laughs> you just gotta see it. So they were talking about Tom Brady, and uh, Shannon was critiquing Tom Brady's performance on he Sunday. And Skip basically said that, you know, Shannon was jealous of Tom Brady, that he's not the player that Tom Brady was and this and that. He was just going in. He said that in. before to Shannon, though. No, he was going in this time. And Shannon took off his glasses and was, you know. And uh, I guess this was the straw that broke the camel's back. And, and Skip was like, put your glasses back on and all of that. So he was very disrespectful. Thing is, man. When you look at the NFL Hall of Fame, it's such an elite class, man. It's probably, what, only like 400 people in there? I, I think that might be a stretch. No, their Hall of Fame is a real, real Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Real Hall of Fame. If you're you in just, that... You ain't just sliding in. You ain't sliding in there. No, nah, no. Nah, you're not going to get in there on some, you know, I was good in college type stuff. No, nah, the NFL Hall of Fame is real. And anybody that's in there, I mean, you're elite, elite. Actually, you know, Shannon, for his position, probably the best to ever play that position. And I know some people would say Grunt, Kelsey, and this and that. But, I mean, we saw this man go to Baltimore and still have some left in the tank and do it under different systems. And Shannon's versatility, and you look at where he came from with it, long story short, he's one of the greatest football players to ever play. 
So to try to down him on, you know, just critiquing Tom Brady. If there's anybody qualified to critique Tom Brady, he's one of the 200 people in this world that can do it. Well, you know, I mean, first of all, I don't think people understand, like, Shannon Sharp, when he was retiring, was considered by most to be the greatest tight end of all time in a lot right. of respects and a lot of aspects before Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates. Right. Now, as far as all of those things are concerned, I do think Gronk is better in a vacuum. But that's just because Gronk has things that you can't teach. It's like, well, he's 6'7", 250, 260, and he's fun, big, and mean. You feel me? Like, likes the contact and to punish you and to make you hurt and for you to hurt him. You can't teach those things. I love Gronk. He played with the greatest quarterback of all time, though. Well, hold on. That's why I'm Greatest football player of all time. Let's back up. Let's back up for a second. I don't know what you think of John Elway. Oh, he's great. Quarterback, but has a quarterback. I know accomplishment-wise, Peyton Manning and and, um, Drew Brees are considered to be more accomplished maybe at this point. And Dan Marino was said to be, you know, better arm talent. But, I mean, I don't think people understand. John Elway went to five Super Bowls. Yeah. And won two. And he is one of the five greatest quarterbacks of all time, in my opinion. And so he is one of the few people that is close enough to say that, no, 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 I can fuck with Tom Brady on a football field. So Shannon had a hell of a quarterback throw. Oh, he did. I'm not saying he did. John Elway is in the Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Like, he's better than Brett Favre to me. He's better than Peyton Manning to me. He's but better than both of those guys. Shannon was able to, to do Super it without. Bowls. He did it without. John Elway went to five Super Bowls. He went to three Super Bowls in the 80s when Marino and Jim Kelly and Montana and all those guys were walking around. No, he was going to Super Bowls. No, you're right. But I'm so just saying, Shannon, Shannon did it without him. Man. John Elway's the fucking man. I agree. But Shannon did it without him as well. Like, he showed that he could do it without him. Yeah, he did. But see, that's more than we could say for Gronk. That's more than we could say for Marvin Harris when it comes to... Uh, you know, pairing him up with uh, Peyton, uh, that doesn't happen a lot. You know what I mean? Like, Well, that's fair, but Gronk just has things that you can't teach. It's kind of oh, like yeah. this. Here's how I feel about it. It's kind of like that whole Randy Moss, Jerry Rice thing. It's like, no, no, no. Jerry can be number one on your list. I'm telling you, if we play in football, you take Jerry Rice. I'm going to take Randy Moss. I'm about to beat your ass. No. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm saying the same thing kind of like with Shannon with Gronk. It's like, no, 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 take Shannon because technically and fundamentally I get the things that you're saying. But that guy over there is such a freak of nature that he might make just two or three plays alone. It might take his whole game out and take the whole game out. You can't teach that stuff. Well, yeah, the uh, exchange, you got to see. Barry so Sanders, can. you can't teach that Barry Sanders shit, that Randy Moss, that Gronk. Like you can't teach that stuff. I like the stuff that you can't teach. You got to watch the exchange a little bit more. Uh, not more, but just watch it, period. I'm like and we watch can actually it now. I didn't even watch yesterday. More. I was at work all day. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Max of the Super Chat says, LOL, don't Lauren have writers? Don't get Coop started on that. See, Speaking of having writers, though, you know what, man? Um, Dana got mad at me the other day because, you know, she was listening to Drunk in Love. And I guess I brought up the fact that Future wrote it. She said that Beyonce wrote it, and I was like, nah, there's there's an actual reference track out there and whatever. So, you know, it's Beyonce J. She's a big J fan and stuff. But the thing that that. she was, yeah, she was pissed off at me. But this is the part that I took away from this future reference track. I don't care about the fact that, you know, Beyonce took the melodies. That, That happens. 
I find it wild that that do say, if I do say so myself line, it's Future's line. And stuff like that. Like, there were bars in there, like the memorable parts on Jay's verse on there was in that Future demo. Now, y'all want to talk about having writers. Does that does that count? I mean, I don't know. I know we like to pull that. If that happened to Drake, it would be everywhere. Let's just be real. <laughs> Because my thing is, like, you know, as great of a lyricist that Jay is, and we know he is, he doesn't have to take Future's, you know, catchphrases from a demo that was, the demo was supposed to be for Beyonce's verse, not for your verse. I just find that, uh, I mean, again, not saying the Jigganese writers or anything. Obviously, he's one of the greatest MCs all time, top three, hands down. But I just, that was the part that kind of blew me away about the demo. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about that part. Because my thing is, if that was done in that instance, and this is future, imagine how many times that times that may have been done, might have been done for other people that we've never even heard of. Who knows? I'd like to quote the legendary Black Thought from the tipping point. Ain't it strange how the newspapers play with the language. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesse Run with Super Chat says, have y'all heard El Zai's, uh, uh, what is it, Ziggis? Great album. I listened to it earlier this year, and I need to go back and listen to it again. I rock with El Zai. Y'all know I'm a huge fan. And, um, we yeah, we and I was trying to tell Coop, like, yo, this album's crazy, because the production is there. That's the thing that I love about what Elzai's been able to do with these collaborative albums over the past couple of years. He's been getting with some dope production. Uh, Eric Terrell says, Lauren Hill is the greatest with minimal catalog. Nas is the greatest because his epic catalog is so uh, Nikki or Kim has the bigger catalog. Why is she the GOAT? Huh. Because she's literally, like, because there's a separation like that you can see. I listen to Oh, oh. Alright, this is what I'm going to say In a vacuum, like If you yes. want to do an objective list, you can pick Kim Like if you want to do it objectively, you can pick Kim I don't think, I don't think like, she's the GOAT You take I mean, like I, I said It's one of those things Like, like I'm going to go right back to Randy Moss And Barry Sanders and Robert But Lauren Hill's in that same category It's like, no, 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 you go ahead and take that other person to battle You pick, pick whoever you want to pick I'm going to take L to battle I'm going to take your money your respect, well, I feel your you. pride, whatever you got left. And so there's there's different levels and different ways that you can be the champ. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I look at shit in live time and real time. And in real time, she's the fucking champ. Well, that's not an all-time thing. This is the thing. If you put oh, no, Andre yeah, if you put Andre and Redman on a song together, I'm going to tell you Andre's going to have a better verse. But Redman's the greater all-time MC. First of all, just I'm not going to tell you that. I am. Okay. <laughs> I am. If you talk okay. about in their prime primes, yes, I am. Yeah. If all right, I'm let's not, just say this. Outcast, Red Man, and Method Man. I'm not telling you that Andre Outcast, is technically better than Red Man. So no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Outcast and uh, Outcast and Red Man and Method Man do a song together. Who has the best verse on this song? It's 1998, 1998, 1999. I'm going to tell you what, you're a victim of, of, of Andre being next to big boy too much too. Andre ain't never stepped into the ring with a lot of heavy hitters like that. You don't mm, know that. Mm, okay. 
Jay Sharp when is they super chat. Andre on a track, like this is what I'm saying. Like people keep thinking it's like an easy thing. It's like I've been told people it's like part of the reason why I love Ray so much. Do you know how many times Ray has gone after Nas on a record? You're right. You feel what I'm saying? Ghostface. Ghost. Meth. Andre and Big Boy. All time greats. You feel me? It's yeah. like who Andre other than Big Boy that's all time, all time great that you done heard Dre kick the shit with, Mike? When mm. you're saying that. Okay. Jay Ooh. Short with the super chat says Tech Nine on the Carter Four. <laughs> Tech Nine on the Carter Four. <laughs> I'm sure the that's people are gonna get at you in the chat. Let me Rick get to Ross, these super chats Rick real Ross quick. On 16. That's what you got? You got Rick Ross on 16 and Tech Nine? Because <laughs> that's not Nas J. Big pop, like like Ray rhymes uh-huh. with the all time greats. Like when you say, so that, are you insinuating Red Man, that Red Man is on all eyes on me? So are you Red insinuating that Andre runs from competition? Day. Are you insinuating that Andre runs from competition on the mic? I'm not insinuating that. No, <clears throat> that's not what I'm. How many heavyweights has Lauren rhymed with? Then he doesn't have evidence. She just rhymed with Nas. Okay, what else you got? What more do you want? She's rhyming next to the greatest MC of all time. Andre has rhymed. Andre has rhymed next to Nas. Hold on, show me one verse Andre (laughs) has at that level with somebody that's of Nas's level. Show me. Andre actually rhymed with Nas on the Lloyd remix, and he had the better verse than Nas. Let's just Lloyd remix is what you're giving me. You're giving me a nobody song from 2021. It was the verse of the year before Nas made Magic. I feel you making it seem like Uh, it's a regular verse. But this is what I'm saying. It's Lauren. Is that Lloyd verse a verse of the year? I mean, it's a it's a candidate. Lauren's better than Andre on the mic. You said Lauren's better than Andre on the mic? Yes. Oh, wow. She's a better MC than Andre on I the disagree. mic. And we got evidence to that I shit. What evidence do you have? I disagree with that. You got a Lloyd that. remix. I, I disagree with that. Now, you got a Lloyd remix. I got Nas on nobody in his prime, <laughs> like second prime on KD2. <laughs> How does Nas versus on nobody go again? What's that? What's the point? I thought we talking about Lauren. Is Nas the greatest? <laughs> but you MC talking of all time? like no? You talking like these nobody verses from Nas is like something that we just heard no, on eighty three. Lauren or had something. the verse of the year until <laughs> Nas made magic. Did she not? Uh, I mean, again, that's debatable. I wouldn't say hands hold on, hold on, down. Mike, it was I great had you to hear on them camera together. saying it though. So I'm asking you because you said it on camera. I was cool with giving it to her because I mean, you got Nas and uh, Lauren. I gotta go through the old the yearbook from last year. Let me get to these super chats real quick. Jay Short Ooh, says uh, Shannon yeah. has uh, has on has a thing on Skip doesn't have legitimacy, and that eats Skip inside. I mean, Skip is a journalist, and you know Shannon is a real is a Hall of Famer. Shit, Eric Terrell with the super chat says Shannon didn't need to start crying like his feelings were hurt by Skip. <laughs> Um, let's see. Let me no, catch yeah, up. He probably that. did, Mike. He worked very, very hard to get to where he like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when you're one of the two, three hundred best players ever at something, he's top five for his position. You know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't he make did he did he make the all time team? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I believe he made the all time team as a tight end. He was one of the top five players at his positions, right? Yep. Double O seven with the super chat says how much of uh Big's rhymes gonna come out your okay. What up, double O seven? Uh, 36 Chambers with a super chat says, uh, I'm from the West, so maybe I don't hear three stacks like that, but Red Man is the superior MC to me. His highs are on um, 3,000's level and might be better. Okay. People said Cooper's tripping. 
Facts, Coop. Uh, Eric Terrell with the Super Chat says, Coop, the door swings both ways. Maybe they didn't want to get on the track of Outkast. Andre rapped with the chef and stood tall. He had a better verse than the chef, too. They Twice. had a better verse than both of them. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like the common denominator, the nigga numerator, never know who to hate a nigga's catered to your ego. Sorry like Atari, who's the cousin to Coleco. There's some Puerto Rico back on the street like Chico. The barge he large and got a lack in the garage. I don't know, man. It's very... Right now, Kendrick's bars from his album, they sound better. But is it better? No. Right. No. Kendrick bars Styles don't sound fights, better. So you got to have like some. Big Boy got the best. Fight. And if we talk Who about... Who wants to stand out on it on the Barbie? I don't know why you keep fighting for Andre. Everybody knows that. I mean, you know I ride with Big Boy all the time. But I think that Andre's versus... Pretty crazy on there. Oh, no, it's dope. they're all they're all they're all who they are. They're all all time great MCs. Like you know, what I mean, flowing and in their prime. Big Boy just happens to have the best verse on that particular song. And it Royal happened. Flush. I mean, Drake came right behind <laughs> the chef and and murdered it. So yeah, that's cool. But it's like like all he got is Ray. Ray got him and Big Boy and Nas and Inspector Deck and Ghostface and Method Man. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, like you want you want me to keep going? Schoolboy Q, Kanye. Yeah. Man, yeah. Max of the Super Chat says, uh, guys who grew up in the 90s used Lauren to female rappers like white dudes, uh, Skip Bayless, talk about Bill Walton. <laughs> Not Lauren is the Bill Walton of hip-hop. Wow. That's I, really disrespectful. <laughs> her, <'cause laughs> I don't know what else to say. Uh, but y'all don't have nobody better. It's like, like, like. <clears throat> you want to know what? I'll tell you what. You want to play those games? Let's play some of Sim shit versus Lauren shit on Patreon. Ain't nobody gonna be laughing when I'm done, Mike. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna be laughing. It's just gonna be a bunch of quiet motherfuckers. Like, you want to know what? We like to apologize because the same reason that you respect Nas and some of the things he does, you understand. Lauren does some of the exact same things. The literary I, uh, devices, the connectivity. The black empowerment, I the message, you. the high-level lyricism, the we, same things that we laud Nas for and black thought for, you understand she does these same things, right? But those guys have a, a wealth of a catalog. She just doesn't. You're have. right, and I can still play her abbreviated one and wax everybody's ass. So, like, that's fine. I don't know, I'm man. I, you know, I'm I a firm believer her that for she not rapping enough, But her rapping that she has in the can is better than any other female MC has in the can. And that's just what it is. Again. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not even saying that I'm like it. I'm saying Lil' Kim's the only one that even has better songs that would even so win. You're gonna, so you say, in your opinion, Lauren Hill's the greatest female MC of all time. Yeah, Mike, if I was doing a ranking, I couldn't, I couldn't viably. The only person that has an argument, the only person that has a legitimate argument over her, in my opinion, is Lil Kim? Like, I couldn't put have her a viable over. One. I couldn't like, put her over Kim, Kim or like Kim can Kim can check so many boxes that it's hard to say no. But outside of Kim, the answer is no. I couldn't put her over Kim Light. I mean, honestly, it's better if, than them, though, if I want to be bars matter. But I mean, like, I feel what you're saying. But again, this is the Andre argument again. It's like. It's just not enough. Like, yeah, of course, in a vacuum, if you line all these people up, I would say, yes, Lauren's the best female I've ever heard rap. Yes, that's fine. But I'm not going to sit there and and put three solo songs and a group album 
up against people's full catalog, man. It's no, not I mean, there fair. are verses floating around, Mike. That's what I'm saying. Like she's done it's, some stuff. It's not enough, man. No, I mean, here, here's what I'm saying. You know who she is, really? You know, since we've been having some of the football and some of the Hall of Fame talk and how hard it is to get into the Hall of Fame. I believe Gail Sayers only played five seasons and got into the Hall of Fame. He's the only play, person with that most of uh, he's the only person that's with that abbreviated a tenure that ever made it in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because in those five years, and for people who saw him, he was the first version of Barry Sanders, is what we've been told. But I look at her kind of like in in, in that way. And he was Barry Sanders before Barry Sanders. He was like that. It was just abbreviated. No, she's a Hall of Famer. And like, yeah, as far as like the female class of MCs go, I'm like, no, 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 none of them are touching her. And Kim is the only one with, with a viable argument, with a viable argument, as in like everything that she does can stack against Lauren because Lauren's rhymes are literally that much better. I mean, you know, this is the thing. Much better. Mike, the voice, the flow, the delivery, like it's all better. It's not like one or two things are better. She's literally better at everything else when she does she it. She doesn't that have the songs. Greatest. You put bars over songs. You can't do that. She you did can. it in songs. That's what I'm saying. It's just she, like we can like people are like, well, well, Gail Sayers' body didn't hold up. It's like, well, her career didn't hold up, but the songs that we heard, yeah. I mean, she hasn't made an album in 24 years. Tell them to do better. Then. But I mean, again, tell somebody to do better. Like for everything that you're, yeah, yeah, we can, make that, we can make that same argument for her. Cool, we can make that same argument for her. She couldn't, she couldn't follow it up. I've been she couldn't do that. better. Been she couldn't critique. do better than what she did. That's, That's what real greats do. Critique. Where are you at? That's a huge critique. Dropping solo albums. That's been my main thing. That's a huge critique. It is a huge. If critique you want to talk about all time, to... you had a great moment. She had an incredible moment. Mike, imagine if everybody quit in their prime. Mike, Mike, 1996, 97, 98, and 99 isn't a moment. Those are years. No, nah, 99 is non-existent. What did she make in 99? No, no, no. She was still popping in What 99. did she make in 99? I didn't say what she made, didn't she? Exactly. You're just throwing a year in, in the there. And she didn't in make anything 99? in 97. In the Unplugged 99? No, the Unplugged's like 2001 or two, and it was trash. Let's be real. Water's not trash. Water's beautiful. Water's dope. But you talking about like two or three songs out of like 20. She came out there with an untuned guitar. Don't make me go out here and do this. I don't want to sound like I'm slandering Lauren because I love Lauren. But let's not I'm sit here and act like it. this Unplugged. You sound like, uh, um, um, what's his name? Tip. Justin Hunt talking about Kendrick's album. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no we're not going to do that. <laughs> no, it's not that, Mike. No, no, no. She she literally, listen to what I'm saying. <clears throat> okay, let's have a quick conversation, Mike. Yes. This wasn't Maybe even she, on the uh, on no, 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 show no, no. real. No, no, no. Let's have, no, no, no. Let's have a real conversation. Let's have it. Who has a better rap voice in the female MC class than Lauren Hill? You're not going to get an argument from me No, 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 no. I want you to just answer the questions, Mike. Who has a better one? Nobody. Who's a better lyricist? Nobody. Who's a better songwriter? Well, see, now that, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, Missy's a better songwriter than everybody, okay? Here's what I'm trying to tell you, Mike. Everybody, show me. Missy's a better songwriter. No, no, no. I want you to show me one. And this is what I mean about the separation. I want you to show me. One female rap album where there are three rap performances on that female rap album 
that are on par with the three rap performances she gave on her singing ass album. I Go show you. me the female that's made the album that has three songs like that. And I'll let you have it right now. You and I know it hasn't been done now, has it? So she gets to hold the crown until these motherfuckers can at least make three songs on that level. Three and you rap all the time and she don't. Hell yeah, she the champion. Well, you know what, Coop? Hearing you say these things, it just really is an indictment on female MCs, period. Because we, because if we threw that same question out there to the pool of great MCs in general, it would be a lot easier to Trump. And the fact that she can go out here and skate with three rap songs and yeah. be your female goat is an indictment. She is. No, no, she and no, is. no, 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 no. And be name the song. That is that again. Album. I hear you. I'm agreeing with you. The fact right, that so that can't is. be named off top is an she indictment. Is. Let me finish. Right. Let me finish. That's an indictment on female MCs, period. So <laughs> she seems to be winning in a very weak class. That's what it sounds it's like. Not a me. weak class. No, no, no. She's it's literally. This is what I'm trying to tell you. So if, we, if you make that same argument with male MCs, then we're going to be struggling to find three songs better than um, Doo-Wop, The Final Hour, and Lost Ones. Absolutely not. Come on. It's right. It's right. Let's just be real game. here. The, the pool of, fee, of female MCs in history of hip hop is just weak then. That's what it is. They can't beat that. Is it, hold on, is it that weak or is she that strong? The answer is usually It's that weak because if we did the same thing with the male artists, it would be easy to blow away. But it's unfair <laughs> and unbalanced, and you know that, Mike. You know that it's unfair and unbalanced. Why? So when you say that. Based on their skill set? Because they're men. Because they're what better MCs. Women so so you're telling me so Jizza was able Jizza was I, able to make shadow boxing because he's a man. Oh, Jizza was able to make shadow boxing because he had risen at nothing. He's great. <laughs> I mean, let's just be real here. I mean, so you put it out there. Those three songs are tough for a female MC ever to touch, right? That wouldn't be the same case with a male MC. Why is that? Sounds no, like they I just got a weak pool of music. I, I will be honest with you. The only thing that I could viably give you that is comparable in terms of saying that about like three songs is when Rakim made like Follow the Leader, Microphone, Fiend, and Lyrics of Fury. It's like, well, what, what guy got three songs like that? Like that was 88. And even KRS and Kane could, and could lay maybe his claim to that or, or Kane shortly thereafter. But here's what I'm trying to say to you. Slick Rick, man. What are you talking about? No, no, like, Slick you know Rick, I mean? no, no, this is 88. Slick Rick is the following year. I'm no, saying that's 88. Huh? That's 88. The greatest adventure of Slick Rick 88? Yeah. This man got a children's sure? story. He got children's story. You got Hey Young World. You got Mona Lisa. And you got uh, Teenage Love on a record together. No, no, no. This is what I'm saying. This is what I mean, Mike. I'm talking about like the MC and, and the concept and all those things. And I hear you. But it's like when you play Hey Young World next to Microphone Fiend, it's like, you know who the better MC is, don't you? Okay. But what's the better song? It could be debated. It's debatable. I would still pick Microphone Fiend, but it's debatable. It's very I debatable. love Hey Young World. Yeah. But it's very debatable. No, no, no. I get you. That's a debate. That, that's a how you feel type of thing. The styles make fights. But what I'm trying to submit to you is that I think the answer is somewhere in the middle of how you're feeling. I think you feel like the crop is too weak. And so her star shines too bright, maybe. And I'm trying to tell you, like, no, like it's somewhere in the middle. It's like, no, she's the shit. But people need to do better. This is you what it me? is. This is what I'm that's getting I'm from saying. this. This is what I'm getting from this. 
she actually rapped at a level and made music, hip hop music at a level that some of the great male MCs do. Correct. And Correct. female MCs haven't been able to reach that. It is what Correct. it is. Correct. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, because every top remember- 20 MC that we could name, we could name three songs to challenge that. Yes. Can I can I ask you and something? And the fact that is, you don't think that there's any female that could even do that with those three Lauren songs that were made no. eons ago, that right there lets you know the pool's no, kinda weak. I, think, I mean <clears throat> I I do think that there are some people hanging out right now that can prove themselves to be capable, but it just hasn't happened yet. It it don't happen till it happened, Mike. Like when we heard her on Blunted in Reality, it hadn't happened yet. But if it ain't happened in happened. 22 years, or 24 years, it ain't going to happen. Oh, that's not fair. I don't like that you're saying that. I don't like I don't like I don't like that critique or that take on it all. Here's here's what I'll tell you today. <laughs> this is part of why I'm telling you. Well, this has kind of been a renaissance for the female MC class. I would like one of these uh, uh, one, one of these beautiful and talented ladies to kind of like show themselves to be that. Because here's the reality of the matter. Lost Ones came out in 98, right? Mm-hmm. Mike, show me the male Mike performance this three verse is better that year in 98. It's 98. Show me the three verse performance by a male that's better. Oh, that's yeah. what I mean about how special she is. It's well, like, I mean, we could go to no, this dark and hell is hot. You know what I'm saying? Okay, gonna... like I said, go show me the three verse performance better, because 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 lyrically, there's nothing three verse wise on this dark and hell is hot that's better than Lost Ones. You as said much as performance. DMX, as much as I love DMX, Mike, don't play yourself right so, now. So hold on, hold on. You're telling me that that first verse that on Lost Ones is you think that that year, performance, Mike? you know, is better than a Get At Me Dog? Like as an MC, the, the, like "Get at Me, Dogs" a better song, but the better mic performance is "Lost Ones." Mike, that might be verse of the year. It's funny how money changes situation, miscommunication lead to complication. My emancipation don't fit your equation. <clears throat> I was on the humble, you on every station. <clears throat> Someone play Young Lauren shit like she dumb. No, 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 no. DMX ain't saying no shit like that. Stop playing. But is she performing like, like he is? Greedy, What's Mike? the better you song? Stop being greedy. <clears throat> Get at me, dog. <laughs> lyrically, not fucking with Lost Ones. What's it's a better, better record. It's not a better mic performance. Hmm. Mic performance is Lost Ones. And if Get okay. at Me, Dog is the best you got in '98, that means the best mic performance. I mean, was the first thing more. that came to my head. You know what I mean? I mean, I could have easily. I went, was thinking pun on Dream Shatter. I mean, I could have done that, but that's the rapidy rap stuff, man. I'm just that's talking what you about the fade, Lauren. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's like I you mean, can't just give me no. You can't even give me an all-time great rapper. In his all-time great rap song, in Fade Lauren, that's not good enough. She's a one percenter. I'm just doing that to show you how special she is. Lost Ones wasn't a regular record for a male MC that year. So you're saying that Lost Ones, on a lyrical level, is like an all-time great record. Do you have a better... Think about it, Mike. Put the men in the pot. It's 98. What song is lyrically better? We got a Quimini, Moment of Truth, Capital Punishment. It's dark and hell is hot. And the best you could give me was Get Volume At Me, two. Dog. I mean, Boogie. honestly, you know, I was just coming off the top of my head. Let me get to these Super Chats real quick. Uh, Let's go uh, Jay Short. Here. Jay Short with the Super Chat says, I listen to I Am more than Godson. Nas is a better MC on I Am, and it's more uh, variety. Godson is slightly overrated. A four, not a classic. I'm not mad at that I assessment. Am, I, am, I would think I Am would be the next album after God. So I'm going to tell you, here's the thing with um, I Am. 
it was written in Illmatic. Next. <laughs> Mad Max in the Super Chat says, uh, Scoop, I'm not saying that uh, Sims is better than Lauren, but there's a bunch of females today lyrically as good or better than Lauren. She just has a voice, etc. No, they're great. This is what I keep trying to say. I'm not taking away from the crop or the class. I'm not. Once again, I'm going to say that I haven't heard anybody be a bigger proponent of the female MC crop that I hear like all the time in the years that we've been doing this podcast. I love what's going on. And we talk about these women with fervor more than any other podcast that I see. They're great. I don't think there's ever been a collection of female MCs in hip hop that's better than what's currently going on right now. I truly believe that. And none of them are as good as Lauren. And that, too, can be true. You feel what I'm saying? Like, all of them can be great lyrically and be who they are and still prove themselves to be all-time great and have great careers. And Lauren can still be, like, who she is because we have evidence that she operates, quite frankly, like you say, on the highest level that the highest male MCs operate on. Not just a male MC. No, she operates on a level where, Mike, where I bring up lost ones and you have to go to, like, the biggest single of 1998. Or the I biggest breakthrough single of 1998. <laughs> like, no, think about where you subconsciously went. You went to get at me, dog. That's high, high praise for Lauren. Would you give any other female MC that type of cloud or praise or comparison to get at me? Well, dog? I mean, I already said that. I mean, I think that she operates at a level of, you know, what we hold the standard for, for, you know, most MCs, which is, you know, the male dominated side of it. But obviously, it seems like, you know, and what you're saying, Seems like the women are being graded on the curve almost. You know what I mean? And no, it's not a curve. And one she of the things that you also just... like to say is, you know, at least they go to work. That's what no. And I'm they not, gotta not get credit for that. that. Mike, she can out rap Black Thought or Nas on the track. Like most guys can't do that. She's not normal. Like ninety nine percent of the guys can't do that. She got a song with Black Thought. I'm just saying, I'm just giving it some juxtaposition. <laughs> like I'm giving you somebody else to spin off of who's lyrically inclined on that level. Like when we talk about lyrics, the people that we talk about, I'm just letting, it's like Mike, it's like when you're buying a house, you need to see the comps for the neighborhood. Well, her MC comps are like Nas, Black Thought, Rakim. Name another female MC that got MC comps like that. You think she's, she's Rakim level? She's great. If she's Nas and Black Thought level, she's rocking level because that's the holy trinity of like lyrics and MC in a lot of ways. Like, I, you know, I love. Do you, how about this? Do I, you think she's KRS One, Kane, Slick Rick, Cool G, Rap level? You don't think she's on that level as an MC? It's just not enough work. Do you? No, I, I understand what you're saying about the work. Is she on that level? Like, how about this? Andre is on that level as an MC. I don't think he's better than Lauren, but I think he's on that level as an MC. In a vacuum, yeah. You know, like I said, if we're picking yeah. a lineup here. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll take them, whatever, whatever, just for one song, for one verse. But if we talk about the collective and the totality, it's not even fair to really put her and Andre in the conversation with people with so much work. I mean, what Nas has done over the past two and a half years trumps both of their individual lyrical output. It just is what it is. These are facts, too. That's why I'm saying the answer is somewhere in the middle. But with that being said, with that being said, though, the fact that she's on top, of no, you saying that nobody can touch her as a female MC, and I feel you on that to a degree. The fact that she can be that high up in the female stratosphere and not have that work and kind of have a similar thing that Andre has going on that lets you know where female MCs are. 
as much as I hate to admit it to you, Mike, when you're saying that's an indictment, there is some indictment to that. Like, yeah. think about it. You said that none of them can match her three songs? That's an indictment. That's major. Well, I hate Illmatic saying it like can that, match those in the just, first three songs of the album. It's, it's just it's just the hardcore truth, though. It's really the truth if you just want to unpack it. And, and, and you're I've right been about saying the this indictment. for years. Well, you're right about the indictment to a degree because it's like, well, Lost Ones came out when my senior year of high school. Yeah. Like, I'm 41. It's like, no, so that there is some indictment level to that, but also, too, and I say this respectfully, too, like, when you're as great as Lauren is, I think it's been kind of wise that nobody has tried to, like, maybe attain that, that level and kind of do their thing. That's why I call her a one-of-one, Mike. And, like, usually when you have a one-of-one, in your competitive sport, and that person is a one-of-one, one, that usually is the person that gets ranked the highest in their respective class. So if we were classing it out and parsing it out for the female class, that would what, what would make her number one. And Lil' Kim is the only one who has enough across the board, as in the MC, the voice, the impact, the albums, the charisma, like everything down the line that Kim has is the only person that even makes it viable. Because if you just start getting on some rap shit, it's like, no, well, if she getting on some rap shit, we got to take her out this box and place her over here. And the box that we placed in her in, Mike, that we would place her in, she would be like in the section of the Hall of Fame that like Tom Brady and John Elway are in. Like she's that kind of mm. talent, and that type of player when she plays. She ain't no regular player. Let me ask you this. And I'm going to get to these super chats. I appreciate y'all super chat. We're going to get to them. If Lauren was in a member of the Wu-Tang Clan, lyrically, where would you place her? Right after the Jizza. So number two. Yes. Oh, As a wow. lyricist? No. As a lyricist, yes. As a lyricist, lyrically speaking, she's the most lyrically. Would be, yes, she would be second behind the Jizza. Now, what evidence do you have for that? You talking about the score for that? Yeah, I mean, yes, wow. yes. I mean, how about this, Mike? Let me get to these super. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you, think, you think Inspector Dex a better lyricist? Yes, I do. I'm... Okay, give me your three songs of evidence. You see what I'm talking about? How high she is? Are oh, you talking about individual, like yeah. solo yeah, yeah, songs? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, if you want to have the solo argument. Cool. I'm you, with you. I'll throw, out deck. Clan, right? I'll throw out deck. I'll throw out deck then. I'll throw deck out. That's fine. She's okay. she you gotta hear her ahead of Method Man, huh? Give me the three Method Man records that are lyrically better than the three records I just named. Are we really doing this? Yep, we are. Really? Go. Really? Are we really doing this? Give me three Method Man three verse songs better. Let me, right? let me get to these super chats. Bring man. the planes two verses. Oh my God! Yeah, you in all oh types my. of trouble. I see. That's what I'm saying. What when people are we talk doing? See when I start parsing her out against Wu Tang Clan. You this see is how she a ridiculous conversation. Give me the three <laughs> songs from Method Man with three verses. Like, so that. you're telling me that? Yeah, but you, here, you put like, in, no, you put in the final the hour right? up against Method Man's catalog. Wow. No, you're asking me why I would place her lyrically second behind the Jizz, and I'm giving you evidence. All right, thirty six chambers. Give me the three method man, three verse oh, songs. I'm, I'm gonna get back to that. I don't want to get sidetracked. I know get to you're these gonna get chats. back to that because you I'm need gonna get to, go to the look super chat. Them, don't you? Let me get to the super chat. Don't you need to go look? No, I don't. I don't. I, I think this then is. Then you a, bring the pain. That's two verses. Thirty six chambers mm -hmm. of the super chat. Twenty dollars super chat. Appreciate that. He says by saying this about Lauren, are you depriving other artists from ever hitting that high status? We should always leave room for there to be someone on that level. Keeping one artist at a pedestal forever doesn't help the music, especially when that artist doesn't continue to make music. 
Mad Max with the super chat says, I'm sorry, you're going to tell me Lauren's lyrically better than Lady London or Shay or Light or MC Light from yes. way back? Lauren got the voice and the flow. Yes. That's just the separator. I mean, I love Lauren, but you're overstating some of this stuff, Coop. 36 Chamber says, Lauren like if is... If I'm overstating it, why can't y'all give me something better? I don't hear nobody naming records. Lauren is benefiting from the mystique and inactivity. We say Jay gets knocked down. Hold on, let me get to these Super Chats. 36 Chamber says, Lauren is benefiting from mystique and inactivity. We say Jay gets knocked down below Nas uh, partly uh, due to the lack of modern good content or the past over the past decade. Why don't we do the same thing with Lauren for that? Yeah, I mean, she ain't made nothing. Eric Terrell with the Super Chat says, Left Eye was... Saying all these things, Eric right? Terrell says, Left Eye was just as good as L Boogie rapping. It's not true. And I love Left Eye. That's just not true. I right? think you're overstating, though, for I real. think you guys um, don't have any songs. Why are you saying I'm overstating it? Just You Run says, Rhapsody is on L Boogie level lyrically with two great albums. Uh, homeboy Blaze with the Super Chat says, Where does Gene Gray rank? Love Gene. She'd be slightly out of the top 10. Out of the top 10? Slightly. Um, Cooper, Cooper's getting destroyed by Mike. Jay Short with the Super Chat says, I think Mike's Shay... Mike's not naming any songs. I I'm, hear I'm trying to get to the records, Super Chat. No, you said, where would she rank in Wu-Tang Clan? I want to hear the Inspector Deck and Method Man records and make you think that I'm tripping. Well, let's say this, Coop. Uh-uh, let's not say this. No, let's no, 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 no. When we were talking about Lauren, we were talking about records. Name the records. You're, you're, you're really talking about Lost Ones, Doo-Wop, which is an incredible record. I think one of the greats of all time in the final hour against it's Method Man's whole catalog. I'm, I'm right not now. going to disrespect Method Man's catalog like that. Name the songs. Jay Short with the Super Chat says, you don't I think have them and you know I, it. I got to catch up with these Super Chats. Let me catch, you catch up, up and I'll get to it. Chats, I'll I get want to those it. three Method Man songs because I don't want to move off I'll of get it. To it. You asked a question about where she would rank in the Wu-Tang I got band, you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Like I'm tripping saying Method Man would be behind her. You got Method Man behind Laura. Okay. Jay Short with the Super Chat says, I think Shay has the potential to make two GOAT female albums. I think she does too. Um, DFW Herbie with the Super Chat says, Just Another Day by Queen Latifah. Um, Abstain Night by, um, Yojine uh, Blackrock. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we got. 007 with the $20 Super Chat. He says, I wish Eve went at rap aggressively and had the uh, prolonged career that she had the total package. This would be a different conversation. Uh, is it fair to I say that female rap careers... Have shortened, have a short shelf life as opposed to the crop being weak. I think that uh, female MCs get pushed in different directions. I think Eve is a prime example of that. Um, Eve is, to me, I think the total package. I think that you know she would be the prototype of what we would see a modern female MC be from a you know commercially viable aspect and still being able to have core records. I wish Nikki would have kind of taken along, taken on some of the things that Eve did. I think Nikki tried too far. I mean, tried too hard to be too pop when she needed to kind of balance it out a little bit more. Because even when Eve was being pop, it didn't feel like it. Um, you know, blow your mind and and, you know, sh- shit like that didn't really feel like Eve was trying to be crossover, but they crossed over. 
Well, this is even gangster love. So, may I submit something to you? And I believe uh -huh. I said that somebody in the super chat kind of commented, and I think it probably came earlier after I made the sentiment. But what I was saying is, is it like I think that it's helped the overall crop of MCN that nobody is trying to be Lauren because here's the thing about it: well, we don't know what album the the we don't know what Lauren the album maker looks like. Well, we know what Che and Armani and Love and Sims, the album makers look like. These women are making full albums and they're great albums and dope pieces of work. But if we talking on some rap shit, Mike, it's still not better, even though the catalog's better. When we talking about Nas and we talking about Jay and we talking about their catalog, Mike, we are very, very clear we're having a catalog conversation because they've spit so many epic rhymes that we can't have a rhyme conversation anymore. We're going to be sitting up here all day talking about those dudes' rhymes just from the early stuff. That's why we partly have the catalog conversation because they both of those guys have put in so many epic verses that to do that, you feel what I'm saying? I think I think where you and I separate on this is I put a lot of onus behind catalog of albums no, and songs. Too. And, Can I, tell you and I think you put a lot of onus behind just the bar work. And no, obviously, in a vacuum, like these catalogs, not like that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. These catalogs aren't like that. Like I'm saying what I'm saying because I can say it because these catalogs haven't been like that. That these three songs still stand out and stand tall, but they stand tall in the male class too. That's that? why she's a one of one. Mike, Rakim got better songs than those. Does Hold he on. not? All jokes aside, all jokes aside. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying. That she would be second in the Wu-Tang Clan? I'm saying that because I'm very, very clear that it's like, no, no, no. Her high has a lyricist is higher than all their highs in song form because I don't, I can't name three, three. Mike, you know how I feel about Ray. Listen to what I'm saying. I don't know if there's three Ray songs lyrically like that with three verses by themselves like that. He's got incarcerated Scarfaces and then give me the other two. Incarcerated Scarfaces is better than Lost One. It's better than all three of those records, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it is. But what about the next two records? I think this is where where I am, uh, where this is challenging for me, in a sense where I'm talking about her placement in the group. Like, I guess I'm looking at it like, let's just say Triumph, right? If we had a song with all the Wu-Tang members, who has the best, best verse, second verse, uh, second best verse, third, fourth, whatever, whatever. Who are you listening to in that song and be like, you know what, that's the best person in the group? Where was she placed in that? Because when you talk about their solo efforts, a lot of the Wu-Tang solo efforts are more collaborative anyway. The only one that really went out there and made a true solo, what uh, was a classic, was Ghost when he did Supreme Clientele. You know what I mean? And that was the one that kind of took away in that sense where it wasn't a group effort. Because if you look at the Purple Tape, it's a collaborative effort. So when you it's, when you put the caveat three verses, it takes out a lot of the woo, including Chisa, to be honest. So that's why that question is really loaded in the way that you asked that. I'm talking about being in the group. Now, I know you're not saying that Lauren is a better solo MC than Method Man. I mean, no, you can't be or Ray. Or Ray. Yeah. I'm not saying that because yeah. I don't think that she is. But, and, but you know, this I'm, is the thing, though, Coop, not to interrupt you. 
if she would have continued on and had a catalog, that wouldn't be a crazy thought, and she probably would be. And oh, so that, no, listen to what I'm so saying. So those things had she rap. Oh, yeah. had she rap. Oh yeah, she'd be better than both of them, yeah. like in the all-time ranking had she rap. But this is why I say this to you, and this is why I brought up the three-song thing to you, Mike. You're the one that kind of turned me on to the fact. Like, remember when I used to remember when we pulled up on this show, Mike? I had Andre in my top five. Yeah. And you were like, and you were like, you can't do that, Coop. I was yeah. like, I can. It's like he's Andre 3000. He's one of the five best MCs I've ever heard. And you're like, Coop, show me, listen to what you said. Show me one song, Coop. Where he takes the verse, first, second, third, and the hook yeah. by himself. Okay? So you use that as a barometer to take Andre out of my top five conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'm trying to submit to you is, is that, well, she may not have full-length rap albums, but she covered that three verse and hook requirement that you submitted about Andre, and she covered it at epic level on three songs on top of the other versus stuff. Oh, let, 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 let's do this. Person. Let's do this. I love Final Hour. I think it's dope, but it's not an all-time great record. So we're going to have to say two times she did that to perfection. Okay. And that's Lost Ones, and that is uh, Doo-Wop. And that's two verses. Those are classic. Doo-Wop Those are classic. is two verses. So let's let's say that, too. The okay. second verse is dedicated to the men. So, yeah. So she did that one time to perfection. Well, we're talking about three verses, right? Because you said bring the pains two verses. Well, doo-wop's two verses. Okay. And I would prefer bring the pain. And that's fair. Yeah. Give I me mean, the lost ones, though. See, this is what I'm saying. We can't do that to Andre and then sit up there when she does it. And then when she does it, and listen to what I'm saying, and we hold other guys up who are all-time great that haven't made songs as good as that and then indict the female class. Like, I'm doing this. To kind of give the female class some respect, it's like I'm trying to show you that Lauren will wax the dudes too, Mike. Like your best dudes. That's why I'm like, no, no, no. Give me the Method Man three verses. It's like Lost Ones, and I love some Method Man. I don't know if he three with but the. But see, hook this is my thing, himself. Coop, and I feel you. But the fact is, that. these guys had to make full albums. You know what I mean? Full rap I, albums, and, and I understand. And I that, think and that's I just. That. I mean, you know how many bars is on. Uh, uh, it's dark and hell is hot. He had to rap no, the whole I time. I respect it, but this is what I'm saying. Her game, Mike. Oh, when she operates, she can operate on that one percent level and operate even yeah. beyond or with some of those guys. And she is the only female MC that I've ever seen like that. But that does not I've mean always said others that. cannot. And that, but that does not mean the others cannot exist and be great because here's what they all have on it. Like Che Noir and, and Armani and Love already have a better catalog than Lauren. All of them. Well, there like right is. now, so does Sims. Like all four of those ladies right there have better catalogs than Lauren. Yeah. Now, now, do you really think any of them is a better MC? Che would be no, the one that I, I would probably pick that would trend the most towards potentially being that, like on some rap shit. Sims is the one that probably artistically that I would see concept wise. Love is the one voice wise and persona wise. Armani's the one. But understand Lauren is all of those things. No, no, I feel you. And I always say Lauren's the best female rapper I've ever heard. Female MC I've ever heard. See, and and I mean. until I hear like, I somebody that. She cha- she, yeah. She's the one that makes me want to change the female rapper talk, Mike, because she's proof there doesn't need to be that conversation. Well, see, this is the thing, Coop. And, and no, see, this is the thing. This is the thing. And you just covered this. 
when you talk about those three songs and even with Final Hour being included there and us struggling to find, you know, a female MC who can match just three songs that were made 24 years ago, then yeah, we do kind of have to keep putting that there until we get a female MC that gives us a purple tape, until we get a female MC that gives us an Illmatic, a Ready to Die, a Reasonable Doubt. We have to keep doing that. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, A Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, a college dropout. Do we have a female MC that's giving us rap albums like this? And we just got to be really honest about this. You said we didn't have a female that gave us three songs. Fuck an no, album. Well, I'm not saying, it's, not <laughs> that I'm saying it, Mike. it's not that I'm saying it. It's that we all know that it's true. So, Damn yeah, that so that's why it. there is a subcategory. It's true. It's yeah. not that I'm saying it. Yeah, because if we put it all together, you're way in the back. Unfortunately... If we put it all together, you are weighing the back. And, and you but know it's what? Like and it's not listen, even... Hold on. Because it's on, not on, like that they, for R&B. Hold on, hold on. It's but just then we rap. Can cut your shit. But this is what I'm saying. Here, here's the juxtaposition about it. But then we can cut about 30 minutes of your shit on, and it seemed like you way, way in the front. Like, way, way in the front. Yeah. Way in the front. Not, <laughs> Mike, it would be different if it sounded like she was just a little bit in the front. Mike, it'd be sounding like she way in the front. Right. Have you heard... Mike, have you really, like, since Lost Ones came out, that first verse, have you ever heard a female start a song off that lyrically concise, precise, objective, conceptual, literary devices intact since then? Have you heard that? I think that? it's the best female rap song I've ever heard, to be honest. Thank you. It is. The, fe- the best, the, hold on, the best female rap song that we ever heard shouldn't have happened when we were in high school. And this is the sad part about it too, Coop. I think she could do it again, or at least she could have in that era. I she could have made about five better. more of those. She just didn't. I think she could do better. How about that? Right. I think she could actually do better than that. Right. Right. Uh, New Channel right. 100 with the Super Chat says, uh, most death from Black Star in 1990, from Black Star album in 1998 has verses uh, better than Lauren. Mathematics. Okay. Mathematics. There we go. Well, I mean, that was 99, but I think he's talking well, about, no, um, no. you know, Thieves in the Night and stuff like that. Uh, Lauren. Do you think that, hold on. Do you think Thieves in the Night is better than Lost Ones? I think that his verse is better than you know, but see, we're having two different conversations. The song's right. not better, but most Def's verse, yeah. Um, okay. Leroy Green with the Super Chat says, though, Coop, when Shauna from DTP was one half of Infamous Signicate in 98-99, she was as dope as Lauren. I love Shauna. I love Infamous Signicate. I actually enjoyed that album. You remember the album that they dropped? Yeah, I remember that. I think Shauna is probably... Oh, the the most rounded female MC that just never you know reached that potential. She had a high ceiling. Not to mention that she was on some big records. Like she's a big part of what's your fantasy for Luda. She's a big she's part a big of stand up. Too. Yeah, you know she she had everything. She had she the look, the flow. She had the look, the flow, the ability to make be. hits, everything. You know, I can see some Armani in her actually. Now that you like said that, like the personality, the swag, because like like my Shauna has swag. Yeah, and you know, you know one of the rare things that you know Shauna was able to do that a lot of MCs in general can't do, she's able to catch Timberland tracks. You know, I, that's that shot. Yeah, that's like she's fire, able so. to she's able yeah. to pretty much do anything that Twister's able to do. You know what I mean? Shotown. Yeah. Shotown. Yeah, and, and, and that was never, I don't want to say exploited, but that was never really explored on a level that it should have been, you know? And I think I that... Think she was too soon, Mike. It was too soon. And it happened I mean, I, I'm fast. sorry, man. I think Luda was big enough for that to be displayed the way it needed to be displayed. I, I really do. Like, I don't, I don't know who... 
how you know, the ball was dropped with Shauna, but the ball was definitely dropped. Where? Where do you feel like the ball was dropped? The ball was like dropped she, by DTP. And and I would say, and, and this is my man. Did not promote her right? I fuck with Luda. Not right? I don't think that the, the, they, I don't think they focused on her like they needed to. I think the DTP or Luda or whatever, they was focusing on the whole crew. And they were ho- focusing on Luda's solo career. And they didn't put the proper attention behind Shauna that they should have. So, like so Biggie, saying, how, how Biggie focused yeah. on Kim. Yeah. That's how that should have happened. That's exactly and, what I was about to say. And he Mike. gave, Biggie gave Junior Mafia that trial run to see who was serious. And Kim stood out. He said, I'm running with her. You know what I mean? And, and you niggas gotta fall back and let her get exactly. her burn. right. And that's what's so dope about Big too. So he was able to do that and still work on a double album and still push Puffy's dream as an artist. Like that's the type of stuff that was happening between '94 and '97. The reason why people say Biggie is the greatest because those type of things aren't easy to do. And I think Luda should have been able to juggle his career and still jumpstart hers. So if I had to blame anybody on that, I'm I'm gonna have to blame Luda. He was huge. He was selling more records than anybody not named uh, Nelly and Eminem and Ja Rule at the time. Him and Ja Rule probably were selling about the same. Well, him and Ja were going both going about triple. Yeah, Luda was big man, and she was she on was. these records. She is. She's sexy never, and everything. Like, what's the problem, like that, Mike? Huh? I never thought about it when you were talking. I was actually saying to myself, oh, Mike is saying he didn't give her what Big gave Kim. And you're yeah. right, because we all watched it. He was trying to put 20 on. Uh, what was the other one? Um, oh, yeah. I-20 had an album out, um, uh, Lil' Fate. You know what I mean? Lil' Fate. There we go. Yeah. He wanted Lil' Fate on. And what's crazy, you know who's at the bottom of that food chain? It's got two chains. This guy named Titty. But again, that shows you. At the bottom of the food chain. That shows like, you that the focus wasn't really there. They were just trying to, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, we all know what it is. I-20 was Luda's right-hand man. Because it's like when you go back and listen to it now, it's like, how the fuck did Titty Boy fall behind Lil' Fate and I-20? Like on some rap shit. Yeah. Like on some rap shit. And it's then, like the Shona thing I can understand. And then like, when, when the Chingy thing came, however that transpired, that pushed Shauna further to the back. Oh, you're right, Mike. There's a little mismanagement right there. Yeah. Little, little Kim treatment could have given her a whole different spin. She had everything. And again, and, she had, and, and the thing about Timbaland it is... And Neptune's in their pocket. Oh, Mike, they could have made some hot shit with her. And she was a big part of the fact that What's Your Fantasy even worked. Like, she... If you take her out of What's Your Fantasy, it's not the same song. Oh, her and that's the record that broke them. No, that, her voice is what solved the song. Yeah. Her look and everything in the video, all that. It was like, I mean, before the video, though, when I listened to it, I was like, who is that? Yeah. Who is that? Yeah. Jay Short with the Super Chat says, I think. (laughs) Jay Short with the Super Chat says, I think Eve and Nikki could have surpassed Lauren. The problem is, most female (laughs) MCs have to build a brand now, too. Uh, They can't just come out and rap. No, Lauren was in that same climate. I don't think people understand. Like, Lauren's in the same climate as, like, Kim and Foxy, and, and even, like, an older MC light. She's just making MCing the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, her thing was clearly MCing. So when you're talking about the brand, it's like, no, she was beautiful, could sing, and could MC. That was the brand. Well, all right. Let, let, let's be real, though, here. Revisionist history, and the score was a huge album. But the face of female hip-hop around the score time was Foxy and Kim. Right. Lauren didn't come to prominence as an individual till 98 
And then, you know, I mean, Lauren was Lauren. No, no, don't that's get it the twisted. media, though, Mike. That's the media controlling yeah. the narrative and the language, like Black Ball said. Ain't it strange how the yeah. newspapers play I mean, we language. knew who the better MCs were, yes. But it's I'm just saying from an impact standpoint, you know what I mean? And that matters. Yeah. That matters. That's why I'm saying for me, because Kim has stood the test of time, her impact. Think about this. Kim's impact in prime was never affected by Lauren's greatness. You're right. And so if you want to give it to Kim, I'm cool with that. I think Kim's Kim was the outside. Go. No, Kim was outside and was on the radio more than Lauren, was it more impactful than Lauren, and is a better album maker than Lauren because we don't know how a Lauren rap album would sound like. So Kim is the only person I feel comfortable handing it to. And the songs that I would give you for she's Kim. She's got the bars. She's got some bars. I'm going to give you No Time from, yep. uh, from Lil' Kim. That's the three-verse. Hit her right there. I love no time. I think no. I like no time. I like no time and lost ones on the same level. Me too. I think those are probably one and two for me. Uh, That's one you and know two. what? Yeah. And I got a dark horse in here. I love the Brats. Give it to you remix. I love that record. I'm I'm with you on that. We can slide that in there. Uh, DFW Herbie with the super chat says, uh, "Mother Superior is one of the best lyricists, man or woman." Well, I, I need to get on Mother Superior like that. Um, let's see. Man, we we really went down a rabbit hole here. We got to get to the subject. <laughs> How did this it was happen? A rabbit hole. I think it was a necessary rabbit. It hole. It was too. a necessary rabbit hole. But yeah, um, we need to talk about these things. Yeah, Jay Short with the super chat says, uh, "You're not crazy, Coop. Lauren is that good. I don't care how long it's been. Make better music, and you'll be in the convo. It Thank would take you. one classic. I mean, honestly, it would just take. Let's just say, uh, and a female MC comes out next I mean, month and comes with." You know, twelve great records to that level. Yeah, what Lauren proved, what Lauren proved, is the fact that it's not a. Obviously, hip hop has a lot of misogyny and this and that, but it's not just that alone. There is a woman who could come through and make a lost ones and get appreciated for it. So it's, it's not impossible. It's not. That's why I'm saying, don't tell me that it can't be done. Because here's yeah. what I tell you, and I've been saying this. I feel like Armani is just one no time away, Mike. Like one single, like no time away. I, I feel like I feel like love and Shay are literally one lost ones away. I feel like Sims is one doo-wop away. You're right. It just hasn't happened yet. You're right. I'm not saying I don't think it, it can happen. I'm saying until it happens, Queen. Eden Don with the super chat says, "Yo, Coop, tell the plug to get Nas on that uh, feature run for 2023." Would y'all rather get Nas feature run or another album? You want to know what? We're going to talk about some of the juxtaposition of the game. I want to talk about feature runs a little bit. It's funny that he's bringing that up because I want to talk about that in relationship when we talk the Cool G Raps album. Okay. But that might be a good transition into just getting to the albums. But I think that was a great dialogue that we just had, Mike. And I wasn't trying to get on you about the whole Wu-Tang thing. I was just saying that it's like, no, she's literally that good that I can okay. question you about Inspector Deck. And Method Man right. and Raekwon. It's like, no, she's like that. You can't do that with any other female MC. You can't question Method Man or Raekwon or Inspector Deck with any other female MC. You can't. I would love to, like, if you were to input Lauren into the Wu-Tang and they do, like, a Triumph Posse type cut or whatever, she's going to have a top three verse on that. Yeah. How about this? Let's talk about it vocally. Mm -hmm. Where Where is she voice-wise in the Wu? Because after it's Meth, Meth still has a better voice, right? It's like Meth, Ray, maybe her, Ghost, something yep. like yep. that. Yep, yep. 
I would put her right after Ray. It's like Meth and Ray have the best voices, but hers would be right after theirs. Yeah. Michael Williams is a super chat. As a lyricist, she's more lyrically inclined in the traditional sense than both of them. Ray is more original. Meth is more silky and agile. But on the fundamental, on that rap shit, Mike, on that black thought, that big pun, that cool G rap, that kid, like her, her. Have, have we heard her tell stories and stuff like that? Like, it's just so many. And the thing that gets you when you got minimal output, it's just there's so many things that people have proven that they've done that you just haven't proven that you've done to do yet. Now, well, we know why. she could probably tell a story, but we don't have that. That's why I would give it to Kim. Kim has Aunt Dot on Notorious yeah. Kim. She has that other track on the Nothing to Lose or one of those soundtracks with Timberland where she's telling a story. Like yeah. Kim tells stories. The, the other song with Mary on Notorious Kim where she talked about mis- uh, having a miscarriage with baby's kid. Like, no, yeah. Kim can tell stories. We know that. I mean, Eve can do stories. it too. I mean, we got Love is Blind, all that. You know, she did with I a think hit record. Eve is the one. I think Eve I think is Eve's probably the, one, the one. Eve is the one that had she stayed active probably yeah. would have. She I mean, she's rhyming with, with X and the locks. On That's top what of I that. mean. She was, no, incapable. Mm-hmm. And like, you didn't feel like that she was just the female in the group. Very right. much like with Kim. Yeah. Very much like with Lauren. It's like, no, no, no. She can rap her ass off. She's a star. What You Want's one of my favorite female rap songs ever. That's up there for I me. I love Mike. that record, too. I love What You Want to this day. I love yeah. that record. That's yeah. honestly, between that and Down Bottom, I think that really helped sell that Rough Riders compilation. I think What You Want, I think what you want is what sold it, because it's like, that video and that record was everywhere. It was everywhere. Dope record. It was. I'm going to listen to that tonight. Dope record. I Michael was thinking Williams, the same thing. I need to hear that record. <laughs> Michael Williams with the Super Chat says, just wondering why you guys aren't too fond of 444. It's very much a black empowerment album. Um, It just... You know what? Again, I think I said this on the Patreon. I think it's more so the production for me. And maybe I'm just so used to hearing Jay over some really dope production. And it's just not there Um, for me. I'm not a huge No ID guy. I'm not. I wasn't even when he was making Common albums. So it's kind of a snooze fest in that sense. And it's not like Jay has the voice to carry you over subpar beats either. So, and just the songs. Ooh, I never just thought kinda... of it like that. That's the problem is that, like, vocally, he's not the guy that can have, like, like the beats be suspect or be bland. Yeah. Yeah, he needs that soulfulness or, like, like that high kick. Yeah, and, and I feel like it just brings the best out in him, too. You can hear his intensity when the a production's at a certain level. Like, when you hear him on a public service announcement, he sounds different than he sounds on, you know, Moment of Clarity. And see, you know Moment of Clarity, he's lyrically there, but that production really affects that song. If you put another beat on Moment of Clarity, that song goes up two or three levels. You know what I just had like an epiphany about? If he were to do an album, I would want West Side Gun to executive produce it. Me too. I was thinking that when I was actually listening to 10 the other day. Because I know I said Ninth Wonder, and I would like to hear that too. But shit, I could hear Jay over those beats that was on 10 this year. I just want Westside picking, like, helping him with the track selection. Yeah. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, like you know, sometimes, like, an executive producer, sometimes the best thing an executive producer does is run down the beats with the artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, ooh, no, 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 I hear you on that. Like, like, like spit something for me right quick. Let me hear you on that right quick. You know what I I'm saying? I feel like just listening to like when, when Westside executive produces something like from a king to a guy, right? 
I feel mm-hmm. like the process at that point is more so one of the things where it's like Westside's listening to, he's doing the tough work of listening to all the tracks. And let's yep. just say he's listening to 60 tracks and he's yep. picking 20 that he's going to go take over to Conway. Yep. And then that's they exactly kind of go from like there. You know what I mean? Because that's a real, real rigorous process I'm, to sit there I mean, and listen to tracks. I hated that part of the process back in the day when I was an MC. I'd rather sit there with my guy and make a song from scratch and just kind of go from there as opposed to just going through listening to tracks and ideas over and over. That's a hard part of the process. And Westside excels in that. Well, From a King to a God is Conway's best project because of some of those track selections. Like we really haven't heard him rhyme over a lemon or a juvenile hell or a Jesus crisis since then, really. Like the beat selection on there is wonderful. And here's what I mean. It's wonderful. It's very, um, it's not liquid swords by any stretch of the imagination, but in the way that the beats fit the artist so well. Right. Yeah. Uh, DJ Bruce Almighty. Shout out to Bruce Almighty in the building. He says, um, Think about uh, your top hip hop albums. Where does the first female album uh, by a female MC land? Top five, oh, 20, uh, 10, 20, 50. I say that all the time, Bruce Almighty. We talk all of this, you know, okay, well, include a female, whatever, whatever. I get that. We talk about the best hip hop albums of all time. Rap albums. So Lauren Hill's out of here, right? That's an R&B yeah. album. Rap albums. Where does the first female rap album land is it even in the top 50 and i say that respectfully you think hardcore is a top 50 rap album i think it or is and it'll, be the, it'll be the first one i think hardcore not functified i love functified personally but objectively i can't do it i would I, i'm cool I would, I would be cool with hardcore being placed somewhere between 40 to 50 i could see that i could see that too it's hardcore better than the marshall mathers lp i'm sorry. yes uh, DJ Bruce Almighty with the super chat. Got more says, classic records. Hey, I'm not gonna argue. Uh, DJ, I know Bruce, you're not gonna argue. We all know that shit. <laughs> DJ Bruce Almighty with the super chat says, "Random. Why doesn't Luda get? Um, why doesn't Luda get the bad rap as a label owner that everyone else does? No mm-hmm. one was happy on DTP, and those mm-hmm. who were successful left. Mm-hmm. Good question. I don't know." You're right. Chingy complained. I mean, you see what happened to Chains as soon as he left. I mean, Chains became a, a all-time big-time star as soon as he left. And he Shout never out. really, quote-unquote, complained. But the fact that Chains never really worked with Luda on his run speaks volumes. Um, you know, you had that incident at the BET uh, Hip Hop Awards where, you know, Shauna said that, you know, somebody over there blocked her from being in the cypher. I mean, they're all good now. I'm not trying to stir up anything, but just, you know, just going through history. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Jay Short with the Super Chat says, JD is the reason that Lauren is the female GOAT. He fumbled the ball with the brat. Hmm. Y'all think the brat was in line? I, you know, this is my thing with like, the brat. Fun, fun, I mean, she beat everybody there with it. Like, she was the first one to go platinum. It was 94... I think, I think, and you know, I hate to say it, is it's like, you know, 94 is a funny time if you don't know what your identity is yet, because it's like, that's where I was going to Man, be. you got Snoop and Dre still having their impact and effect, but Wu Tang is here now, and Biggie and Nas have just popped up, 
And so I think he tried too hard to make her like Snoop and Big all at once. Mm-hmm. And the music was great. But the second album, I think he just kind of like let her go. Well, and I don't know if that was like the 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 the, uh, the progress because like another tantrum's just not that good. This is what I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna piggyback on that because we've spoken about this on the show before. I think the brat just didn't have a solid foundation because once again, it sounded like. Well, I remember Jermaine Dupri saying in it, it might have been on his Ti interview. He was on Ti's podcast. It was one of these interviews. He said that. He had the brat sitting around for about a year because they were trying to figure out the direction and which way they were going to go with it. And I guess, you know, the whole G-Funk thing kind of was popping at that time. And that's the, you know, door that she jumped through. But when G-Funk was gone, it was like, okay, well, what do we do next? And she didn't have a solid foundation for herself. So it was kind of like a double-edged sword that Funkify was so successful. Because if it wasn't, then you kind of, you know, could change up or do whatever. But Funkify was such a success off of an identity that kind of really wasn't hers. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, how do you follow that up? If you have your own identity and it's not successful or is successful, it's easy to follow that up. I mean, even with Kim, with Hardcore, she could follow that up with Notorious K.I.M. because she had a lane that was hers. She identified herself instantly. Yeah, she did. And, you know, to the point where her identity was so strong, it threw Foxy off of her game with China Doll. She was kind of sounding like Kim a little bit unnecessarily. Which is crazy. She didn't have to do that. That hurt China Doll. Yeah. So I think that if anything, the brat kind of suffered from, you know, lack of identity. And maybe, just maybe, if the brat could have. Wait it, and you know, you never know when things are going to happen. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in 2024. But if somehow she could have waited on Missy to get to the party first, then maybe that could have been the lane. Maybe the brat could have worked with Missy on her second album, but another tantrum was, what, 96? And Missy came around 97? So. I mean, they did sock it to me. Oh, yeah, they did. But I'm saying they did sock it to me. If she would have been making music like that around that time, that she would have been able to find a whole I mean, new You want to know direction. what I mean? You know, as, as crazy as it may seem, because she's the first female artist to go platinum, was signing to Jermaine Dupri the best thing for her career in the long run? I think like, so. Like, in the long run. I think Do so. You? Okay. I think no, no, I mean, so I'm just asking questions. I'm not I'm No, not no, no. I, I feel where you're coming from. And but I think so, because I don't know if anybody would have even been able to give her a functify. You know, it's a it's a gift to even get something like that, even if it didn't happen over and over, you know? You you were right about that. It's rare that somebody makes an album that great male or female, like period, where you just mm-hmm. got something that you can play from beginning and to the end. That's successful, too. Like, that's just a timestamp. You play functify now or give it to you now, like, niggas know mm-hmm. that shit. It, it gets it jumping. Fire um, it up was my jam, too, Mike. Yeah. Uh, yeah Michael Williams. Michael Williams with the Super Chat said, who's the better lyricist, Andre or Most Def? Woo! If we talking about just pure lyrics, word for word, I think Andre, to me, is the better MC overall, but if we're talking straight lyrics, I gotta go Most Def. Take my A hat off, and you know what I mean? Like, 
I'm actually going to echo your sentiments exactly, Mike. A better overall MC for me would be Andre, but if we just talking that straight up and down lyricism, it's most for me. Yeah, because that um that verse on Hurricane is tough to top. He just when, sometimes when he raps, Mike, I told him when we played Peppers the other day, it's like he doesn't have the best verse on there, but when he goes ballistic, it's just ballistic, and it's a it's that Lauren Hill type of level where it's like this one of the best guys I ever heard rap. I don't care how often he rap when he raps like this. He's mesmerizing. Paul. He's mesmerizing when he raps <laughs> like that. And you want to know, this is what I mean. Peppers is what made me push No Fear of Time back. Mm. Because it's like, oh, this is what y'all like could have done. This? You two going to rap like this on this record. <laughs> oh, that's what we doing? <laughs> Jay Short with the Super Chat shit. We need West Side Gun, uh, executive producing a black star out. Apparently. Right. Jay Short with the Super Chat says, um, why are we pretending that we don't um, hear Big's cadence and inflections on hardcore, particularly on No Time, Dreams and Drugs, has to take uh, uh, luster, some luster off. But see, that's the thing, too, about female MCs, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole again. We seem to give female MCs a pass for having ghostwriters. Wrong. Nobody said nothing when you made that Jay comment with the future track reference. This is exactly what Mike's talking about. We literally just had a show, this show, <laughs> this where Mike show. referenced Jay-Z, referencing future, and you all said nothing. But we <laughs> want to bring up Kim, referencing of all people, the notorious B.I.G. I'm going to tell you what, if I am going to reference somebody, you get what I'm saying? Like, if I'm starting my rap career, fuck male or female, Mike, if I'm starting my rap career, and I'm going to reference somebody's inflection and cadence. Oh, well, she took from the very best. Like well, literally, well, who the else very ever? Best. Who else ever came forth and said they wrote for Kim? I, and I'm asking this seriously. I'm not trying to be funny. Did Mr. Cheeks write um, the jump off? Have you ever heard? I've any never of that? heard that. I've never mm-hmm. heard that. I don't know, but I've, I've heard, heard Diddy talk about how she writes. There's footage of her in the studio writing, just like there's footage of her Nikki in the studio writing. Because the thing is, man... I know Kim, right? In my personal opinion... Who wrote the All About the Benjamins verse, Mike? That's all I need to know. Well, Big was alive for that, right? Remix Big is gone. Yeah, Big's gone then. Because to me, gone. her best feature run in 99, Big wasn't there for Big's that. gone. That's what yeah. I mean. Her best bars for me, like has her as an MC, lyrically, and has an overall MC. Well, her best run as an overall MC happened after Big Dad. Now, the best songs were on hardcore, but her as an MC, like yeah. all about the Benjamins verse, crazy, Mike. Well, I was going to talk about her uh, play around verse on uh, on that, was that Black Thought? Oh, not Black Thought, Black Rock. You don't want to play around. You don't want. She killed that shit. She her, killed her uh, feature she killed run. The <laughs> yeah. She killed Spacio, too. Yeah. Her she feature run during that uh, era was crazy. Yeah, her spit game around that time. No, no, she rapping her ass off. My Even on the um, around, she out here rapping her ass off. You remember the song that was on Born Again, that Biggie song? That shit yeah. was hard. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, who wrote that? That, that beat was crazy. Yeah, beat, beat was crazy. crazy. Um, the L Web with the super chat, and we're gonna get to the actual subject, man. This has been a great conversation, though. It says Lady yeah. Rage could have been up there too, but Suge waited way too long to capitalize. You see how we keep having this conversation about how stuff keep happening. Something happened to the brat. Something happened to Shauna. Something happened. Later mishandle. Later. Women. It seems like female the, MCs' careers so, so have the been cross, mishandled. Hold on. So, the, so this is what I mean. The truth is in the in the middle. About 35, 45 minutes ago, you were like the crops week. 
is the crop weak or is the crop not being tended to properly? But you want you want a you flower to grow? It needs some water and some sunlight out in this motherfucker. But you know what's interesting, though. You know what's interesting. Play some Miles Davis for the flower. Let the flower grow. You know what's interesting, though. The woman that actually has probably album for album the best catalog. She was help. in control of her career. She had she was a you know a writer producer. They gave her a label situation at Electra. Missy was able to kind of call her own shots. She didn't have to depend on you know somebody to put her out, and she actually made the albums. No, no. Here's how you need to look at it. The person that got the most coaching is actually the person that turned out the best, and that's Kim. The person that actually got the cultivation turned out the best in the overall artistry of the female crop. That's what I mean. When you said the Shauna thing, that really hit me because it's like, oh, we're not tending to the crop. So you can't necessarily call the crop weak when it's not being tended to properly. It's like you can't. How about this, Mike? You can't sit up there and grow something that needs to be watered every day and then water it on Monday and then water it again on Thursday and wonder why the fuck it's dying. It's dying because you're not watering it and giving it sunlight and paying attention to it the way that you should. So the interesting the thing about tending to our crop properly. The interesting thing about Shauna, and we'll move on, is the fact that I mean, we've seen it. They came up together. It wasn't like Luda was on and Shauna was, you know, trying to track no, him down for a deal. From the jump. She was on the single that before he had a deal at all. Like I don't know if a deal was in sight. Maybe it was, but at the end of the day, when they made "What's Your Fantasy" with uh, Sean Dre, it was. He had no deal. He was truly an independent artist. He was working at the radio station. Only the radio station, at least in Atlanta, that he was working for was playing that song. The rival no. radio station was not playing his song Let's because see. he was not signed yet. And she was around for all of that. She was around for the whole ride. She deserved better than that, in my opinion. And maybe I don't know the full scope of things, but this wasn't hey. like somebody that they met on the road when they were already on. You know what I mean? Hey, I know this guy pulled up one day at Manifest in Charlotte, North Carolina with this album called Incognito. Wanted to talk to my boss, Mike Slate, about getting some consignment. There was two chicks with him. I was in high school going to college. Or was I back from college around that time? But yeah, but that was them. I remember I was in Manifest when he put Incognito in there. So it's like I remember him coming up to Charlotte. And hustling. I remember the two badass chicks that was with him. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yo, yeah, somebody bro. in the chat says that Atlanta owes a lot to Memphis, and that is 100% correct. I'm actually working on something uh, about that, but yes, Atlanta owes a lot to Memphis hip hop. Shit, at this point, the whole game owes a lot to Memphis hip hop, to be real. But yes, Atlanta, Atlanta owes a lot to Memphis and Miami. And we, we've never shied away from that. We give credit where credit's due. I don't so, think anybody's ever really refuted that. So it's funny. When I was doing uh, the Mirror Music podcast with my guy Andrew, uh, we did Bombs Over Baghdad recently. And I was explaining to him how that's not new Atlanta. That's the original Atlanta. I was like, we grew up on the booty shake in the base. I was like, that's outcast at its origins. I was like, that's what people understand. If you're not from Atlanta, like that's what our music sounded like before outcast started rapping. It was all the 808s and the drums and the high kicks. It's on bombs over Baghdad. So I love bombs over Baghdad because it's like, that's a roots Atlanta record. Actually. Mm. Like that's what hip hop sounded like in a lot of ways. It was kind of churchy and kind of like ratchet. 
That's what Bombs Over Baghdad is. And at the time, you know, Outkast, and believe it or not, for a lot of people outside, they wouldn't, you know, understand this, but Outkast was kind of getting pegged with not really being the true Atlanta sound, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, it was the first time they really jumped on something with that tempo and showed that, yeah, we can jump on stuff that we were inspired by growing up, too. So well, they changed the sound because when they made their sound, that's what made people flock hip-hop-wise. Right. And so everybody that came before them obviously felt some type of way about these kids fresh out of high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They were kind of rapping, I don't want to say East Coast influence, but in a way that was palatable to East Coast and, you know, kind of like the hieroglyphics and all of that oh, stuff, yeah. too. That really wasn't the Atlanta lingo. Like, for people who know, like, right. groups like Ghetto Mafia was what Atlanta sounded like. And for, and for real, like, Goody Mob, I think that's why when Soul Food hit, it really hit in the city because those guys were really speaking Atlanta slang. Not to say that Dre and Big weren't, but it was a little different. Like, when you hear Cujo and Gip and Timo specifically, speaking talking about the places they at it was hitting a little bit different you know what i mean i think southern playalistic has a lot of those elements um goody mob is just more personable on soul food than outcast is on southern playlist yeah definitely. But I effort i think there was a conscious effort on the first outcast album and the first goody mob album to make sure that we put atlanta on the map like literally right and to literally. do that That's you have to do some some you know things that are more universal and not local you know yeah. So, all right. Somebody said, what's the subject? We're going to get to the subject right here. All right. So, Hip Hop DX put out a 2022 awards, and we got to get our awards together, too, as far as, like, our categories. Best Rapper of 2022. Their nominees are J. Cole, J.I.D., Kendrick Lamar in the middle. They had him in, in the middle in all of their graphics. Um, Pusha T., and NBA Young Boy. Now, obviously, you know, it's in the show title. Nas is left out of this. I tried to do a little bit of research and to actually see why. Obviously, he was eligible. Um, I don't have any really good reason why the MC that made KD3 and started up this whole uproar about relevancy with 21 Savage and stuff. I have... I have no idea why he's not on this list. Um, I, I want to kind of pick away from the list. J. Cole doesn't have an album, right? Okay. Great features this year. No album. So right right there, I feel like if we're, we're putting it together and who should deserve that look more, I'm going to say Nas over J. Cole, right? Okay. Let's go to J.I.D. Uh, we did on our Patreon, we went through uh, a bunch of albums this past Monday. And if you're not signed up to the Patreon, make sure you sign up to it. Um, A2HH Live on Patreon. We'll put the link in the chat too. But play J.I.D.'s album. And I think the J.I.D., in my opinion, made the fifth best hip-hop album this year. I think it was a very, very ambitious effort. Um, and I said it when I heard it. I think that this is the lyricist of the year performance. But... Let's stack the forever story up against KD3, just for conversation purposes. I think KD3 did more numbers-wise than um, than the forever story the first week, and probably overall, too. 
So it's not a numbers conversation. Uh, I think that more people spoke about KD3 than the Forever Story. Um, I think the buzz is bigger. And I think that the album KD3 is better than the Forever Story. And I think the lyrical performance is actually better too. So I don't see how, you know, he gets that look over Nas either. So I'll pick that. Kendrick. Now that's another album that we played on our Patreon. It sure did. How did that go? I'm going to put up the track list. A lot of skips of on this album. You know, putting up, right. track, putting up the track list of what? Um, I'm gonna put up the track list to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Let's let's play skip in in play. All right, unified skip. in grief. Skip. Skip. N95. Skip. You skipping that? I thought that was skip. one of the keepers. Worldwide Steppers. Skip. <laughs> die hard skip father time you skipping or keeping that I got the graphic on the screen I, I guess it, okay he's skipping that my arms are folded <laughs> okay um, rich spirit skipping that you what are the people saying in the chat? Or what, what? What? How many songs on on this album? Can are I ask you, you something? Really? What is Rich Spirit about? What is it about? Hmm? I want somebody to tell me like what it's about. Uh, turning somebody into a song. <laughs> okay. Um, we cry together. Ain't ghost on there. No, we cry together as the domestic violence joint where they're going back and forth. You need to skip that twice. I don't know if you're being fair now. They said Coop's bug. <laughs> okay, Purple Hearts. That's the ghost face joint. We can play ghost first. Next. Count me out. Is that the start of the second album? Right? Count me yep, out? Yeah. I actually like that record. That's not bad. Okay. So you got one that you're keeping on here. Uh, Crown. Yeah, Crown's cool. Okay. All right, two songs in a row getting played. Silent Hill. Victory. Okay. Uh, what about Savior? Savior what? Okay, you, you skipping that or you playing that? You playing that? Skipping. We skipping skip that? It. Okay. All right, Auntie's Diaries. Are you playing that? I am not playing that. We was just on my. We just had the Patreon. <laughs> I was on Campbellton Road. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me say this for the people who who weren't on the Patreon. So Coop's in the car, you know, during the Patreon or whatever. We were doing a split screen, kind of like we're doing now. We was playing the music and. Coop's on Campbellton Road at this moment, and I'm playing Auntie's Diaries, and it's like, I can't be caught playing no shit like this, man. Who riding out to that? <laughs> My auntie is a man Yeah, now. he on Campbellton listening to Auntie's Diaries. Yeah. That's dangerous. Like, I'm like, what is going on? Like, no. Like, well, get me out of here. Get me out of this car. Get me... No, no. Something got to get. <laughs> All right. Mr. Morale. Skip. 
it's cool. It's just, it's just cool. All right. So we got a cool record. We got I'm, a- I'm just going to tell you what. Here's my thing with all these songs, Mike. All these songs just cool. That's what Samit is. It's like, oh, I'm not telling you that it's trash. Like, that's all I'm saying. You're not hearing me call these records trash. I'm just like, skip, because it's like, no, I've been saying it. This ain't it. I didn't say it was trash. I didn't say it was bad. I didn't say it was a weed plate. I just said, this is not it. I don't know what this is. I don't know what the intent is. I don't like the rhetoric. I don't like the production. I don't like the length. It's not good. It's a mid. <laughs> Why can't we just say that it's a mid? You want to know what? And this is what I mean. I'm going to keep on going back to this. Oh, when Nostradamus came out, I was very clear. It's very clear. I was like, what is this? I remember when my boy Duran was playing it in the dorm room at UNCG. Was like, what is this? He was playing Nostradamus. I said, what is that? He said, that's Nas and shit. This shit fly. I said, that is not hot. <laughs> Jay Short says domestic violence equals skip. Rewind, then skip again. <laughs> All right, this is crazy, man, because I wanted to, I, you know what? I'm kind of out of the loop in this sense where, you know, other publications and their staff. I thought that um, Justin, I uh, forget his name. I know he was working with um, um, Hip Hop DX, the company guy. Uh, Justin, y'all help me out in the chat. Anyway, I was looking him up just to kind of get some clarification because I know that, you know, he really does like a lot of lyrical breakdown. So I was like, okay, well, maybe he can give me some type of insight on, you know, why this is Hip Hop DX nominees. Well, he hadn't been with Hip Hop DX in the past five years, but I saw this video that he did on Mr. Morale. He did it recently. He did it in light of Mr. Morale's eight Grammy nominations. And these are some of the interesting things that he had. Yeah, Justin Hunt. Thank you, guys. Some of the interesting things that he had to say about the album. He said, the album is too good to listen to. He admitted that it's not a listenable album, but he was saying that it was just groundbreaking. And it's one of those albums that, and the question that he asked is, how great can an album that you don't listen to be? Another statement that he said that was... That's like a piece of artwork that you don't look at. My thing like is... like a piece of art. Where look, is it? It's in the closet. If we had a trivia show right now and we asked somebody, what is music meant to be? What, what are you meant to do with music? Listen to it, right? Isn't that the answer? So if it's not able to be listened to... What the fuck are we doing? I mean, what type of stimulus did they send him to say this shit? Like, what? what is that? The other like, thing he said was... This is art. Like, one this of is the, art. <laughs> he said this is one of the greatest albums of this era. Okay. And then says, the greatest album I never listened to. Now, is that well, even a category? Butterflies, the greatest album that I never listened to. This is mid... The greatest, let me ask the people out there, what is the greatest album you never listened to? And if you never listened to it, butterfly. how great is it to you? To Pimple Butterfly. I'm not joking. I'm not being funny or shady at all. You it said is the this greatest before. Rap album yeah, that I just... never listened to. And I have said it multiple times. It's like, no, I understand everything that's great about it and beautiful and wonderful of all the classic rap albums that have ever been made. I play it the least. This is not even close to that. This is not even sniffing to Pimp a Butterfly. At least to Pimp a Butterfly has all right. It has... Um, the record's um, on to Pimp a Butterfly laughing at these records. Yeah, it has these walls. 
It has how much a dollar costs. It has uh, good politics. Man. Mortal man. Said, Other like, people what are you talking about? Like, you understand, this is not even close to Tapipa Butterfly level. And I have walked up on here plenty of times and critiqued the replay factor of Tapipa Butterfly. This is not even anything remotely close to that. Have you ever, though, I, and have you ever listened to an album, any genre, and said, this album is too good to listen to? Or this is the greatest album I never listened to? You know what I mean? It's almost like you're being forced to give an album some props. I would just not listen to it. And I wouldn't even categorize it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not being funny. Let's be honest about something. Because he just got put out an album and it got taken away. And I know I talk about him because he's a nasty bastard. Mike, when we were growing up in, in the 90s, in the early 2000s, when R. Kelly would drop his albums, nobody would play an R. Kelly album and be like, man, this is so good. I think I need to put it away. When Tupac and Biggie were in their primes, <laughs> when All Eyes on Me came out, Mike, and I heard Ambitions of the Rider, I wasn't like, ooh, hold on, wait, Ambitions as a Rider is such a strong start off to this album, I think I need to stop <laughs> listening to it to preserve its epic status. Now, did I do that, Mike, or did I run that record back about five or six times before I even got to All About You? I play Akumana in the ground. What the hell are we doing? I played Akumana in the ground, and I never sat there and said, you know what? This album is so good, I'm just going to put it up on my wall and never play it. You want to know what? When one of be starting something comes on, Mike, I say to myself, you want to know what? We need to put this album away and not listen to it. When Let's Go Crazy comes on, I'm like, you want to know what? I don't want to hear the greatest guitar riff ever. I think I'm going to put it away. Let's dispel wow. this notion that music is not meant to Every be. Every time somebody talks like this, I think they're being paid now Sounds by like the it. machine. Who would even, and I say this respectfully because Justin knows his stuff, man. But who in their right mind would sit there and put the notion out there that music is not meant to be listened to? I'm going to dispel that right now. Music is made and produced and put out for people to listen to it, to consume it. It's damn near like saying that there's a product out there that you're not supposed to use. You go buy some cologne that you, oh, this smells too good for me to put on and go out. I'm just going to sit here and look at this bottle because this cologne just smells too good. Right. Actually, specifically speaking, Mike, you usually spray your good stuff on when you do what? When you stepping out. The hell are we talking about? What the hell are we talking about? Let's just admit that this album's not good. Fuck Thank it. You. It is what it is. The fact that the fact that these most of these nominations came from a song that he normally doesn't even put on his albums that wasn't on the original album and ended up being added onto the album lets you know everything that you need to know anyway. And the fact that people are force feeding the greatness of this album and you got people like Charlemagne saying it's going to be the greatest hip-hop out or most important hip-hop album of all time. That's what he said. I don't want to misquote him. And you got people in the media talking about the greatest album I never listened to. What are we talking about? It's not a good album. If you're not going to listen to it, it's not a good album. Let's just be That's real. That's that rapper weed. That's that rapper weed. They got to be smoking rapper weed or something. Like, it's bad. And I disagree with That's you, too. Memory. I think I think back in our day, this album would be a weed play. It would be. If you ain't oh. listening to it, you got to use it for something. This shit can carry the herb. 
If you ain't gonna, if you bought it, because that's the whole thing where the weed plate came from, like for the people who aren't from that era. When you go to the store and you buy a CD and you ain't gonna play that shit, I gotta use this shit for something. I spent money on it. I ain't gonna just throw away something that could be a weed plate. This album will be a weed plate. It is what it is. Because you said it yourself. Well, Justin said it himself. Not gonna listen to it. Gotta use it for something. You're not gonna listen to it because it's not that good. Gotta use it for something. It's not that good. (laughs) Anyway, so in my opinion, best rapper of 2022. I mean, I think Kendrick is a very interesting thing in this category because some of the writing that he did was some of the best. This ain't a fucking Pulitzer surprise, though. Like, 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 like. Uh, fuck it, he shouldn't be in this category because you know what? If you're writing, fine, but you're rapping, so you shouldn't be in Hold a rapper on. category. Look, where's his verse of the year contender on this album? Monty is a man now. Uh, I think it might have been the second verse. What the last verse? Yeah, or the second verse. I guess. Yeah, one of those. One of those. I can't tell you how it goes. I'm not gonna. That's lie not to like you want to know how you don't know how it goes because I don't listen to it. Thank you. Ridiculous. <laughs> the greatest album I never listened to. That's one of the wildest things I've ever heard in the media. It's like, too like no, no I, mean. I think the craziest like, part if, is if, if, if he, if he was listen to step up and say this wild shit that I think people are getting paid. I want people to understand that it's not when uncredible people do incredible things. It's when somebody right <laughs> now is viable says, says some outlandish shit like yeah. that. Like, Hold on, it's like fam, I know you know better. Somebody like Justin that Justin Hunt goes out there and breaks down lyrics. You know what I mean? Like, he knows his stuff. He yeah. knows like, his when stuff. When you showed me the clip, I was like, oh, him. Because I just didn't know him by name. I'm like, oh, no, he know his shit. Uh-uh. It's it said Mr. Morale like, verse two. Uh, I think his verse of the year, though, speaking of which, it's probably going to be the hard part five. I can't please everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like he's pleasing anybody, really. <laughs> I would say the hard part five is because when we heard the hard part five, we didn't think Samir was coming. I told you, I was like, it's cool. It's, something like this wouldn't register for his albums. Well, and then, and then it found its way onto the album. And, and it's that's the best song I'm, on the album. It's not even a question. Yeah. Unquestionably question. the best song on the album. So, yes. I'm taking him out of the best rapper category. Now, if we had like a category best poet or maybe, you know, best uh, sonnet writer. Best writer on a rap album? Yeah, best writer on a... There you go. Okay, he gets to that. Best writer on yeah. a rap album. I'll give you that. There you go. Now we've given him something. Now put that mid off to the side. We're taking him out of this rapper category. I hope all his fans are happy. He got something. He yeah. got something. You're the best writer in a rap category. Except you're not because Nas is still the best at that too. Next... Not right. getting him anything. Now, Pusha T, what do you think about Pusha T being there? I mean, I think it is what it is. Like, Can we just stop for a second? Yeah. Black Thought and Nas need to be in here. Okay. And Freddie? I was actually about to surprise you. Who do you think's been better, the better rapper this year? Because I know Benny, I feel like maybe his rap better. This year. Then Freddie? Yeah, like Freddie made the better album, but if we were going by the bars, like the rap shit. I, think that I see what you're saying. 
Yeah, Benny has some highlights this year, and he has like an album. Johnny P's caddy. Like he's not no slouch on Johnny P's caddy. No. I don't know why people are talking like like his verse isn't fire. It is. You and I, you and I have blow for blow on repeat pretty much since it came out. What do you think about Baldy being considered? I can't uh, ignore what Gibbs did though, I, and I'm not saying it's one or the other. I think that I think Benny and Gibbs deserve to be in there. Okay, here's what here's what I tell you is is that um, Boldy this year wasn't as good as the other year, uh, the the previous two years for him, and so cumulatively he's been having a great little three year run, but this would be the weakest of the three year run since we've been doing the podcast. So I would say no to Boldy. Um, only five slots, right? Yeah. So, so for me, Nas and Black Thought are a given because that's the first. The third best album this year, and probably your one in three lyricists all time. It's like one in three album, one in three lyricists all time. Verse of the year contenders everywhere. Aquamarine, arguably verse of the year and song of the year. Mike and Quincy, arguably verse of the year and song of the year. Like, no, 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 those guys are in there. Nas and Black Thought are in there. Yeah. I feel like, even though I feel like J. Cole has had the best feature run, he just hadn't, yeah, he hadn't had enough, man. He didn't make an album. Yeah, he didn't make an album. And so not about like like the spit game. If we're doing a featured artist category, he's in the center. What is but the as far thing? As just like on a rap level, right. I feel like you need to make an album. So I'm cool with Black Thought and Nas, Benny and Freddie. And then what say you? And see, this is where we come. And I'm with those four. And here, here's who's going to have to get the fifth spot. Lupe. It's going to have to be either Lupe, Pusha. Or yeah. Ransom. Ransom. And I was going to say Talib's in there, too. You're right. I'm, I'm going to tell you what. I would actually lean right now. Shout out to my nigga Rome Streets. I love the job. He bringing up Rome Streets. I love that album. That's um, my personal Yeah, Rome Streets is tough. His flow's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, this is a... You know... And not to, um, you know, interrupt your train of thought, but no, I think that interrupted. when it comes to J. Cole and what he, what he did with features this year is dope. And it will probably work in a year where we had, you know, lesser quality output album wise. But there's too many quality albums that were put out by artists this year to even consider J. Cole for this category. And I say that respectfully. Without Lupe, an album. Lupe or Pusher? You're not right. considering J.I.D.? Huh? You're not considering J.I.D. for this? Would you put J.I.D. over Pusher or Lupe this year? I might I'm surprise cool you when blood. I say this. I'm cool with some fresh blood if you want to do some new blood. I, you know, I might surprise you with this. I'm cool with putting J.I.D. over Pusher this year. What about Lupe? That's the question. Because I, let me thing. go to my Pusher Look. thing before people call me crazy. I just feel like, and I still feel this way. I feel that it, on it's almost dry. I dig the doubling down on you know what you do. That's fine, but I just feel like too many things have happened between Daytona and now in his life. And at this point in his career, you would think that this would be the turning point to kind of cover some heavier things. Um, and I know he's done it before, but. He didn't do it. This wasn't 
coming after Daytona. This wasn't coming after, you know, bringing in a new child in the world and, you know, all the great things that have happened in his personal life and, you know, even the tragic things like losing your parents. Like, and just kind of hearing more of the same, it's cool, but it's hard to give you that nod over somebody that gave you everything on an album like J.I.D. did. So that's why I would pick J.I.D. over Pusha in this instant. I just think that he did more with his album and he gave you more of him on this album. Um, I think Lupe's the superior lyricist between, you know, between the two when it comes to Lupe and J.I.D. But I don't know. I don't know. That's hard. Lupe gave you some quotables on this one. But I just feel like, again, J.I.D. might have given us more. I don't know. That's hard. If I, if I were to actually tell you this and to be honest about it, and this is what I mean. Well, Soul Sold Separately is lyrically not Alfredo to me. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Freddie is more of an artist of the year contender than a rapper of the year contender this year. Okay. Because I feel like the songs are there, but lyrically, I don't feel like, like, like lyrically, he's phenomenal on Alfredo and he's consistent on Soul Soul separately. But on a year like this where, I mean, I'm not being funny. When Lupe, Black Thought, and Nas drop great projects, well, it's going to be hard for you to squeeze in the best rapper of the year conversation, like a real one, like realistically speaking. No, that's like, fair. Like, just being honest, this is one of Lupe's better albums. This is Black Thought's best album. This is one of Nas's better albums. That's three slots, in my opinion. And so I'm cool with Benny and J.I.D. and putting Freddie actually more in the artist category, because I think he would be a leading contender for artist of the year, maybe. Well, that still leaves an open spot. No, 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 you got Lupe, I'm sorry. You got Lupe, yeah. Yeah, So you got Black Thought, Nas, Benny, Lupe, and J.I.D. Yeah. You know, I'm down to put that up against Hip Hop DX's list, because the only person that we have in common is actually J.I.D. Interesting. Uh, Let me get to the Super Chats. Jay Short with the Super Chat says, the game in the convo? Hmm. No. I just don't think the game did enough himself and i hate that because i feel like the strongest stuff that was on um on dramatic was the stuff that he did by himself i was listening to dramatic the other day i mean we listened to a little bit of it on the patreon a lot mm-hmm. of his songs that were just him were the strongest moments on the album true i you think talked that, about that when we reviewed it I think only a few of those features should even stay. Like, I think the one with him and Cam, because I like the combo with him and Cam, and it's unexpected. It's a dope record. I think that stays. I think the record with Pusha and 2 Chains probably stays. Mm -hmm. And the record with with Ye. Everything Mm -hmm. else, he could have handled himself. And you know what? I personally like Outside. but You like Outside. Yeah, go ahead and say it. I like Outside. But, I mean, I I don't think Outside outside. was carried by the feature, though. You know what I mean? Like, he could have handled that with two verses himself. But Outside is West-West, too. That's West-West. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 36 Chambers with a Super Chat says, J.I.D. outrap Pusha and Lupe this year. Radar, Crack Sandwich, Surround Sound, Dance Now, uh, Laundry 2. Uh, Cody Blue featuring home, uh, feature on home with uh, Mike Dims, 29 freestyle. Lyrically, he's insane. Come on, we got him in there. Well, speaking of which, though, um, Coop and I was talking about doing a, a station head 
like I think what the Friday before New Year's Eve, and we just gonna run down all of the dope records or the best hip hop songs of 2022 to kind of you know bring in the new year, and we're gonna kind of have like a call in show where you know y'all call in and chop it up with us, and we're gonna commentate and break down the records too, man. That should be a fun show. Yeah, get to the music, man. I loved when we did that uh, KD three listening party, man. We're gonna do that to the max this time. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, we should take like a real, um, we should treat it like a real radio show and we should take a four hour block. You know what I'm saying? Like we should take a time slot and just block it out and just, yeah. you know, talk to the people, play some music, uh, put together the best records of the year with uh, people's opinion and input. You know, we obviously need to have our list triggered and be able to queue up the songs that you all are going to recommend. And you want to know why, why I want to do something like that is I, I kind of want to see the request. Like I want us to do our list. But people can send the request through get there. Off our list. Yeah, yeah. Huh? People can yeah. send the request through there. So, you know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's um, streaming platforms are linked up. Uh, Jay Short with the Super Chat says, Playing Devil's Advocate. You can have a great uh, you can have great lyrics on a bad slash mid album. Nostradamus, Blueprint 2, The Master, Tacal 2000, Immobilarity, etc. I agree with that, but we usually put those albums in context and put it in place properly, you know? None and of those albums have great lyrics like that, except for album one of the Blueprint, too. Well, I guess he's talking about the Kendrick thing, you know? And again... Yeah, but none of those albums lyrically are slapping like that that he said. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, those albums lyrically ain't slapping like that. Like, a mobility ain't like that. Blueprint think- not like that. I think the blueprint too. Like I think lyrically Jay took himself somewhere else with the blueprint too. I I think that the blueprint too is one of those understated moments in his career where his rapping really got him out of that ether situation. It was do or when, die. No, when the coolest guy in the room is rapping the roof to prove a point, that's not cool. I feel the you. coolest guy in the room is rapping to prove a point. It's not as cool. The effect's not the same. You're, right. you're not cool anymore. You're right. I, I feel what you're, you're saying. Right. So but that doesn't take that away shit. from... That's not what Jay Forte is. You're right. And, but that doesn't take away from how hard he rapped on that album. But I feel you. Because it's a lot he of never, technical rhyming going on that you knock Eminem for is what I'm saying. He never had to do that before. Right. He never had to... Well, he had some jamming songs on there. I mean, like... No, there's I, some records on there. Yeah, I knock but Eminem for the fact that... Jay technically rap for an album. Then nobody cop your shit for that. Seven six summers critics might not admit it, but nobody in rap did it. Quite like I did it. It's like, oh, that's what we're doing now. Yeah, did it better, did it nice, did it different. Yeah, he, he was going in on that album. Wasn't very conversational, though. Sound like he was trying to prove a point. Yeah, especially on The Watcher, too. And that was very evident. When he was really trying to out rap Rock Him. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but like you said, that's not what he's known to do. He could just out swag you, and you know he don't. That's what he I'm, don't even have to. Excuse me, miss. Yeah. No, excuse me, miss. Yeah, this shit beautiful. I love him on Excuse Me, Miss. Because he could just come in on a record like that record with Ja Rule, the gangster shit, where he's like, "I understand why y'all niggas is mad at me, looking like, dang, that could be me." Like he wasn't trying to out rap Ja Rule because he was Jay. But Jay. Like, you're right on the Blueprint too. There was a lot of. Even on the You Don't Know remix. The You Don't Know remix. Yeah, yes. it's, like, it's like you're trying to out-rap M.O.P. It's like, fam, nothing against M.O.P. You're light years ahead of M.O.P. on some rap <laughs> shit. Like, Right. Uh, Cooks24 with the Super Chat. Uh, it says um, FB1. Yes, FB1. Yeah. Um, 
I pulled up another one of their categories, if you don't mind. I know we didn't talk about this, but I'll put it on the screen. Best rap verse of 2022. Now, I see the faces here. I'm going to have to pull up the actual list, but Cardi B's here. Let's see Coop's face with that. Yeah, Cardi B's there. What Cardi B verse is it? <laughs> we got to investigate this real quick. Now, I see Jay-Z's here, and I, I'm pretty sure it's for the God Did verse. Um... I think Johnny P's caddy. Okay, here we go. You got one right. Got to be right sometime. Yeah, you know, a broke clock. Um, no, broke clock is white twice. They write once right now. <laughs> I want to see what Cardi B versus is. <laughs> oh, God, what are we doing? We got a Cardi B verse. We got Jay-Z's. Uh, we got Aquamarine out here, verse. man. We got Aquamarine that came out in 2022, and we're talking about... Is Aquamarine not on their list? No, it's not. All right, let's see. That is blasphemous of them, especially for the way that they rate Cheat Codes, because I think Cheat Codes is their highest rated album this year. Is it? Interesting. If I'm not mistaken. Do these people listen to music or skim through it? All right, here we go. Now, let me get back to that list. I think I don't pulled it up. All right, Drake's on the list for uh, Churchill Down. Jay Z's on the list for uh, God Did. Mike, what are we doing? Um, Lil Wayne's on the list for the same song, God Did. Well, he has a better verse. Johnny P's Caddy, J. Cole. Indeed. And Cardi B for her verse on Shake It. Really? Shake It. Uh, what do you guys think about the Shake It verse? Is it like that? Let me look up the lyrics real quick. Y'all uh, bear with us. This is live television. Let's see. Cardi B on Shake It. I might get in trouble for this, but, you know, I want to... I'm not being funny, you know. It's just being, you know, just doing some investigative stuff. I mean, there might be a, a hidden gem in this. All right. She says, hey, you got on hots. Bitch, I'm on hots too. I pull up in your window like drive through Okay, bars. Uh, come get showered with bullets. No bridal. Put a tag on your head. You could buy you. Hmm. Like, huh? Like what? None of these bitches is tough. I'm in this shit and I give me a rush. Shorty be looking, thinks she got a crush. I'm not a stepper, bitch. I'm a stomper. All my ops get mixed with the gamba. Grandma. Broke bitch says she gonna touch me. She lying. Hakuna Matata. All the bros know I'm upper. I'm booming for them. All the ops hope heaven got room for them. Everything's dead. Nothing is friendly. Up in my Prada. Up in Balenci. <laughs> Fuck is she thinking? No, I'm, uh, know that I'm sanctioned. You crazy? Bitch, I'm retarded. You okay? Something is wrong. Try to play Something me. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. <laughs> Try to play me? You know I perform. Grah. 
verse of the year candidates. Hip hop DX 2022. Um, oh shit. Okay. It's no so. Aquamarine, in my opinion, my personal opinion. I, I think I prefer the Aquamarine verse over that. And I say that respectfully. Love Cardi. So we're <laughs> going to take Johnny P's caddy. Okay. J. Cole's verse. Okay. Johnny P's we're gonna, caddy. We're going to take Benny's verse from Blow for Blow. Okay. Going to take Black Thoughts first on Aquamarine. First verse. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Okay. That's three, right? That's three. Where are we going after that? Uh, 36 Chambers with the Super Chat says, uh, J. Cole's verse, Johnny P's caddy, and London. Nas, Michael, and Quincy. Thought, um, Aquamarine. Uh, this list they have is problematic. <laughs> The um, second verse on Mike and Quincy came to mind for me, too. Let's see. I had this uh, noted from our last show. I don't want to miss anything. Because uh, I know Lupe had some things in there, too. But, huh. I feel like I'm missing something, y'all. Uh, 36 Chambers says, J.I.D.'s last verse on Crack Sandwich. It's a good one. Um, What's up there? You don't, you don't have the God did verse? No Malice's verse when I pray for you. You got that over God did? I think God does too. God does too. Okay, these are the verses that we spoke about in the previous show. Talib on Peppers. Um, Yasin on Yonders. Uh, Wayne on God did. No. Um, neck and wrist. No. No. No neck and wrist. What about hold on, WTF? Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's pause for Hold on. What else do you got that we have in there? Well, you said last verse on Michael and Quincy, right? Was that was that on our list last week? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was. Okay. I would probably put that in the fourth slot. That's in the fourth slide. I mean, let's talk about this God did thing for real. You really don't think it's a verse of the year candidate. Do you want to pull up like Mike? Sometimes I'm going to roll take back a view of how we talked about that verse when it came out. We both called the verse okay because we're like, it's just okay. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to sound like uh, my man Justin Hunt. Haven't listened to it in a while. Be well, honest. then I think it's not a verse of the year contender. I was actually thinking, you want to know what made me smile when you said it? Wayne's verse. Talib's verse on Peppers. Talib's verse on Peppers. Hmm. I think th- that's I a think very th- good verse. So I'm co- like, for so for me, I'm cool if it's um, Cole, Johnny P's caddy, mm-hmm. Benny Bofla Blow, Thought Aquamarine, Nas, Mike, and Quincy, and right there. I like that. It's a good list. And Talib on Peppers. Yeah, that's a I'm good cool list. Even if you want to, hey, Mike, here's even what I'm willing to do because they both spazzing on there. If you want to say Black Star on Peppers, I'm cool with that because both of their verses, especially seeing how they go right one into each other. Well, yeah. Since we're doing that, Black fe- Star on featured Peppers appearance just, of the year, huh? Featured appearance of the year. We just named it. It's Cole on Johnny P's Caddy. No other. It's uh, cool on Johnny P's caddy. Okay. 
Uh, do we need to get any other nominees just for the sake? Bar- no, nobody got a bar work like that on a guest appearance. No, no, we don't. <laughs> End of the conversation. Okay, so versus quick work of everybody early in the year with that. It's like, nope, <laughs> ding. Put everybody on notice, too. Jay Short with Super quick. Chat says, we owe Magoo an apology. Skills, too. <laughs> 36 Chambers says, Yasin Bay on Yonders versus Goes Off. We love Yonders. Love Yonders. Yonders is a contender, but that Peppers is hit different. That shit's crazy. That shit crazy. It hit different. Peppers is in the song of the year contention, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, they getting verse love, song love. Okay. Well. Don't tell me that I don't love Black Star. You know what I'm saying? I'm just honest. Let's go song of the year nominees, then. I know we named, like, 10 last time. Let's kind of make some cuts. Is Johnny P's Caddy uh, a song of the year candidate? I don't know if it held long enough to. Okay. What about stick? Put circle that. Okay. Circle that. I think stick might end up being in the top five. I'm just not sure about what else we had down so far. Uh, we got Michael and Quincy here. Yeah, that's top five. Okay. Uh, we got push and pee. I don't know about that. Don't know. Circle. Excuse me. Circle that. Let the smokers shine the coop. Circle that. <laughs> we got strong friends. Circle that too. We ain't We're circling we, everything. Yeah, right. we ain't hitting no bangers yet. We got Rabbit Vision. Yeah, I think Rabbit Vision's in there. Rabbit Vision's in there, okay. Yeah. Peppers. Yes. Aquamarine. Yes. Blow for blow. Yes. All right. So what it's looking like right now. What Jada Kiss on Black Illuminati's last year, fam. Cody Lee, that's last year. That came out November of last year. Yeah, it's year old. Yeah. All right, so the ones that we got circled are Stick, Michael and Quincy, Push and P, Let the Smoker Shine the Coop, Strong Friends, and the ones that made it, we got four. We got Rabbit Vision, Peppers, Aquamarine, Blow for Blow. Give me Mike and Quincy. You know what I nominate, though? Is Diet Coke? Is that wrong? Or not? It... Yes. You didn't like Diet Coke like that, huh? It's just not better than Let the Smoker Shine the Coop, in my opinion. And I don't know if that's making it. You don't think Diet Coke's a better song than Michael and Quincy? No. No. Okay. No, not on any level. Okay. What, on what level is it better? I'm just asking questions. You know no, no, no. I mean, I'm just asking back. It's like, is the beat better? It's like, well, which beat? Like, all three of them that Hit Boy did? It's like, well, no. Is the bar work better? Until further notice, and let us know if you guys have any objections. This is what we got as Song of the Year nominees here. Oh, let me read 36 Chambers. He always has great commentary. 36 Chambers with the Super Chat says, Have y'all heard the J.I.D. and Mike Dimes track Home uh, from earlier this year? J.I.D. has a few triple on that track, a few triples on that track, and it's fire. It's the closest feature to Cole from Johnny P's, in my opinion. Um, this is what we got, and let us know if we're missing anything. We got Michael and Quincy, Rabbit Vision, Peppers, Aquamarine, and Blow for Blow. Do you think Rabbit Vision's better than Space Rabbit and P.Y.S.? Yes. 
Okay. Okay. I mean, I personally like PYS. If I had to pick, you know, what should be songs. No, objectively year. speaking. No, I'm yeah. asking you objectively. I know personally you're going to lean on the DJ Paul stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But. Um, okay. Aquamarine I'm just asking probably... objectively because I feel like, like, you know, as much as I love Space Rabbit, Space Rabbit is like one of those late night studio cipher moments where you nail it and you're like, no, nah, cut that, leave that. You know, I'm out. Rabbit Vision is a song song. Mm-hmm. You know, and we ask we ask these rappers who talk about trapping and selling and doing all these other things to like provide us with some depth and some content and some lyrics and some perspective and some insight. And <clears throat> you know, he's about he has a scarface like vulnerability to him where it's like he knows how to be vulnerable without it sounding like some sucker shit. Like when he's speaking about Jeezy on Rabbit Vision, it's like it came off as somebody that was clear and concise. And not feeling vulnerable in the moment, you know? People are fighting about this Diet Coke and Michael and Quincy in the uh, chat. Uh, 36 Chambers of the Super Chat says, Diet Coke should be on the song of the year list. All right, we'll do a poll for that one. I know Leroy mm-hmm. Green said uh, Diet Coke's better than Michael and Quincy. Um, Where? When people say this, it's like, well, what's better about it? Today's price is not yesterday's price. Is that how, it's, how it goes, Leroy? And, 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 and just Yesterday's so we're clear, when did Diet Coke drop? When did Diet Coke drop? That was earlier in the year. Okay. I think Diet Coke's the best song on It's Almost Drop. Oh, that, do you feel that way? I do. I mean, I think from a... If we're talking about songs that should be in the song of the year category... Now, this is my personal opinion. I went back and listened to uh, It's Almost Dry again. Or when we listened to it on the Patreon the other day. I think Brambleton is probably the overall best song on the album. If you want to put Brambleton in, I'm okay with that. I guess when I look at song of the year, I think I think about if for you know two, three years down the line and we think about what twenty twenty two was in hip hop, what songs are gonna reflect that? What songs are gonna, you know, be that hallmark for the year? And I don't know if album songs like that do that. I think this list is kind of balanced where you got stuff like Aquamarine on there. And, um, you know, obviously it's not going to be like some super radio hit single because we're not we're not in a radio era anymore. Like radio's dead. Radio is just in place right now to boost the mainstream artists, uh, you know, stream sales. You know, I was um, I was about to say, I see people raising a couple things. It's like. When we're saying Diet Coke to Mike and Quincy, it's like, I don't think that's a conversation. Diet Coke and Blow for Blow, like 36 Chambers was just saying, that would be my conversation. Because stylistically, because no, no, no. Because here's what you're telling me. me That, like, like, you understand, like, what's going on on Mike and Quincy. And even, like, the metaphors and the alliteration and stuff being used on the second verse. And then the way that he's following the beat switch. And y'all think Diet Coke is better? It's like, I just don't see, like... That's like a dope rap single. Yeah. That's like brilliant rap shit with Mike and Quincy. And I'm not saying that because it's Nas, because a lot of what's brilliant about Mike and Quincy is what Hit Boy does production-wise. That's part of what makes it special. It's not even necessarily the bar work, per se, even though I think that last verse is a verse of the year contender. It's the way that he's sliding through the beats that Hit Boy's giving him. Those beats are fire. Yeah, you're right. It's an incredible yeah. record. And you know, it's funny when we were listening to it on the station head, when we were doing the listening party, I mean, I saw that song on the track list and you know how you have in your mind what a song's going to sound like. 
it sounded nothing like nothing I thought like it was what you sound. thought. Me too. Yeah, yep. I thought it was going to be soulful, almost a uh, like a a tribute right. to Michael and Quincy or something. You thought it was going to be like some project window for yeah, Michael and Quincy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. They on some new shit. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny, man. I was I never listened to the radio, and the only time I really listened to the radio is when like. I'm switching to my devices or whatever, and whatever radio station's on in my car, it's on. So, you know, because my daughter listens to, like, CHR stuff, so I listen to, you know, the CHR station's on there, right? So it's kind of like just a pop station where they play contemporary hit radio. Every time I'm in the car switching my devices, Taylor Swift's song is playing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I never listen to radio and the only time I'm hearing it is when I'm just kind of, you know, not really listening, how many times a day do they play that song on that individual station? I'm guessing maybe like 50 times a day, right? And so, and I'm thinking about our station head because like when we did our station head, the way it works and we learned a lot about streaming during this whole KD3 process we got 400 people in the room. Whatever song we play equals 400 streams. So how does that work for radio stations? Is it what however many people are listening at that moment or that reach? Is that how many streams that song gets? And then you have one station playing that 50 times a day. And you have other stations probably doing the same thing in that city. And then you got... 50 other markets doing the same thing, that kind of gives you a boost, right? So it kind of about 20,000 streams in a day. More than that. <laughs> I'm just, you know, you know me yeah. low end theory, Mike. I'm just thinking ballpark just because of all the numbers you just tossed. So I'm like, oh, that's easy 20K. So it made me think, like, okay, we were talking about the baby and those streams and things like that, and where these streams are missing. I feel like radio is the buffer that bumps up these numbers. Like that week that the baby had is basically what his numbers would look like if radio doesn't play his shit. Those are the raw numbers. Mm-hmm. And little baby shit looks like what it looks like if the radio's pulling the Taylor Swift on you. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, it's like the plug was explaining to me, though, you know, uh, what, what's the count on radio? Because different streaming services count different. Spotify counts more than Apple. Oh, OK. You feel that me? doesn't seem fair either. Right. Because Spotify's interface sucks, quite frankly. And a lot of old, a lot of people who are older that need an easier streamlined interface is why they're not on Spotify. So somebody like Nas, an artist of his ilk in his era, suffer on Spotify because the interface isn't good for the older crowd and people don't want to fuck with it. They want to go to their clean-looking Apple and Tidal because well, it's clean. I would imagine that with that being the case, though, not to interrupt you, I would imagine that commercial radio is going to be playing it through Spotify then. Whatever's going to get them more. Correct. So... I mean, that's why, again, I say I don't trust these numbers. And I feel like the radio right now only exists to boost the mainstream artists streaming numbers because people aren't, you know, actually buying the albums. You can't quantify that. So the only thing they could quantify is through streams. And the only thing to separate the quote unquote big dogs from everybody else 
It's the streaming numbers, and radio is dictating that just using their airwaves, literally. Um, DJ Bruce Almighty with the Super Chat says, I don't know if y'all heard Simba, uh, result taking time, but it's fire. And we considering pushing P, but not God did? LOL, just kidding. Yes, we are, because Pushing P is actually a dope record, and God Did is way overhyped and overrated. It's not that great a record. They have, they have God Did. Of, that record does not deserve to be in any song of the year contention just because Jay-Z did a long verse. It's about the song. It's not a song of the year. Well, It's not you, even close. Do you want to see who they have for song of the year? I really don't, because I don't want to be mean. <laughs> well, God Did's on there. I'm going to be mean. They don't know what they do. Hold mean. on, let's see. Uh, no, that's R&B category, biggest comeback, uh, rookie of the year. We're not going to do that. I do want you to hear the song of the year thing. Best mm-hmm. produced. Oh, I like this one. Best produced hip hop song, uh, song. That goes to the nominees are Hotel Lobby, Johnny P's Caddy, Legit, Let the Smoker Shine the Coop, and Nail Tech. They got some stuff on there. I'm with legit and let the smoker shine the coop. Nail tech is uh isn't that that Jack Harlow? Nah, man. Who you got for producer of the year? Cause they got Alchemist, ATL Jacob, Harry Fraud, Hit Boy, and Metro. Hit Boy and Metro clearly stand out. Can I tell you something? You know what else I played today after I got done playing the score? Metro played that, played that Metro. <laughs> Riding down the north side playing Metro Spider. Yeah, I was. Shit's playing hard. that Gunner record too. It's playing all them 21 records. That shit fire. Now he is the best beat maker in the game, but this is Hit Boy's year. It is. All right, but here Metro, we go. Metro Metro is the Jay Dilla of this era, though. He is the best beat maker of this era. That's an interesting assessment. Yes, best, he's Dilla. Best hip hop. Much song. like Dilla, he doesn't have no classic album to brag about, but I swear every time you hear his beats, you want to rap on him. Or bob your head to him, just like Dylan. Best hip hop song of 2022. They got "Count Me Out" by Kendrick Lamar. Uh, FNF, Glorilla, God Did, DJ Khaled, Jay Z, Lil Wayne, and Rick Ross. John Legend's on there too. Hotel Lobby, Quavo and Takeoff. Jimmy Cooks, Drake, and Twenty One Savage. I don't think Where that's a bad doing? list, with the exception. I think it's a good one. I think they really, this is what I'm going to say. They really forced Kendrick in that conversation. I know the Kendrick fans are going to be mad that, you know, we're bringing that up again. But F and F, I get it. That's a, that's a big smash hit. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Cook's is a hit, too. Yeah. Jimmy Cook's a hit, too. Hotel Lobby's a hit, too. God did. You know, it is what it is. It had people talking. But Count Me Out doesn't fit in this, you know what I'm saying, in this crop of songs. It doesn't. Not necessarily. It doesn't. Like, it sounds like they made a, a objective list based on what people have talked about, and somebody threw their opinion <laughs> in there and put Count Me Out in there. Like, how is Count Me Out even in a category with F&F, God Did, Hotel Lobby, and Jimmy Cooks? <laughs> Jay Short with the Super Chat says so Pusha and uh, had three songs of the year candidates 
Uh, and we, thought lyrics- that, we thought that when the album came out, though, it was the rest of the album. But we were like, no, we can hear three song of the year candidates and a verse of the year candidate from his brother. We were like, what's about the rest of the project? Because that's such a high level on those three, four records. You know what I mean? It's an and lyricist of the year consideration. And doesn't that bump? It's almost dry to top five. Mm. Mm. Maybe we're forcing some of these um, Pusha T efforts in there. If people feel that way, we can take them out. All right. Cool G rap before we get up out of here. Well, actually, we need to talk about The Sims right quick because we really went down a rabbit hole and didn't talk about our album. Okay. What did you think? Pull it up. Uh, Lil Sims dropped No Thank You. 10-track album. Angel, Gorilla, Silhouette, No Mercy. I liked it, man. Um, I thought that it had a really dope vibe. Like I said, I think her uh, album last year was better, you know, overall. But Mm -hmm. I think that this is, um, you know, consistent. And I know that people want and i know we just heard it it came out on the 12th but yeah i don't think we're ready to you know put it in the top 10 of the year or anything like that but i think it's it's another quality album that's adding to a very dense and quality year i like little sims i think she's really really dope so um I'm going to tell you what I was impressed by with this album. First of all, this album is deep, it's dark, and it's dense. 3Ds, deep, dark, and dense. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's nice. She's very, very lyrically inclined. I think she's a great MC. I do. Mm-hmm. Stylistically, she does some wonderful things. I realized when listening to this album that the pandemic has made rap black and conscious again, and it's beautiful. And the artistry is starting to show, and the, uh, the reach of hip-hop is uh, wide, and long spread with her obviously bringing, uh, being from uh, British Isles. Um, her producer and collaborator on this album, Inflow, is a very accomplished musician. And that's one of my biggest takeaways from this album is that she has an artist that's very creative. And I think with Inflow, she met somebody creatively production-wise that is inclined because he's a vocalist, a writer, an arranger, and plays a bunch of instruments. So shout out to him for helping her put this project together in like the mere poire of music that you hear. Um, Cause this is, um, this is like a rap science class in a sense. Like she's playing with a lot of things and it's experimental and it's fun. Um, she's talking about a lot of things that I think some of our audience has been getting on us for not lauding Denzel Curry and others for, which is dealing with some uh, self-effacing black trauma issues for our young black Uh, mid to late 20s that are coming of age. She's addressing those things from a female perspective, and it's fresh. I was really impressed by the album overall. Not as good as her last project, in my opinion, just because I don't think that this is enjoyable, but this is more personal Mm -hmm. and more polished, in my opinion. This is more personal and polished, maybe not better. I agree. I think that's a great assessment. Uh, Andrea Green with the Super Chat says, Radio play counts as a stream for all of the listeners of the radio show at the time of the airplay. Yeah, Rap Roundtable covered... Yeah, he said Rap Roundtable covered this on their show. That's what's up, yeah. And I was thinking that, too, because... Again, every time I hear the Taylor Swift song, I'm like, man, I see what's going on. So let's let's go back... And since Rap Rap Table... Since we're talking about Rap Roundtable, let's go back... So I guess Sincere having some issues with how I was handling the Nas thing that kind of got back to us. 
Well, he need not have an issue now. His issue needs to be that Hot 9-7 wasn't playing an iconic, you know, artist record and giving him the streams that he needs to survive in this format. So that seemed intentional. And so me pulling up on them based on what you just said is actually like, I actually wish I would have went 10 to 20 times harder now and pissed Sincere off even more because Sincere's problem needs to be with Hot 9-7, not with Coop. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, and you've been talking to the people, they want the streams and they want yes. the numbers. Well, so the it's like so, want to be recognized for their work. Exactly. And so if you have a radio station that is tweeting about you or, you know, you got Ebro out here, you know, giving you praise. Well, you know, if you play the record, that's going to bump those numbers up. So more, more people. First of all, more people are going to be able to hear it, right? And have a chance to actually gravitate to it. And also, it's going to get the artists what they need is the numbers. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. I mean, this is what I mean. This is what I mean about the power of radio. One day I woke up when I was in Cali. I cut on Big Boy's Neighborhood. And he was like, yeah, yeah, y'all. It's easy. E birthday today. We about to play easy all mother beeping day. Yeah. And all I heard all day was easy. Do you think Hot 9-7 or Hot 107 does that on Nas's birthday in September, which is literally a couple of days after the birthday of hip-hop? You understand hip-hop turns 50, and then a few days later, he turns 50? They literally, Coop, had a whole conversation on this show. And I'm not just picking out, you know, Hot 9-7, but, I mean, I have to. It is what it is. They had, they had they the they whole trash. conversation. They, trash. they some trash. They had a conversation about King's Disease 3 being a top three or top five Nas album, whatever they said, and didn't play any of the records in rotation. You know, and I, I went out there and was like, you know, to Ebro straight up, like, so tell me why a song like Get Light is not getting played on New York radio. What's the song missing? Like, what, what? about this song doesn't scream radio play to you. And I get no, no because, answers. Because you want to know it? Because here's just the reality of the matter. That's me, that means he would really win. You feel what I'm saying? Because just mm -hmm. those two radio bases playing his stuff is enough to put him over the top. But they won't. I don't know if you heard uh, Star. And shout out to Star, man. He was on Flex's show. I'm sorry Talk to hear that. Talking crazy. I loved it, though. It was very Are entertaining. Are talking crazy to Flex? Good for him. Yes, he was. I mean, they all cool. But this right, is what he cool. was saying. You know, I know he said the thing about Nas and this and that, but whatever. You know, I disagree with that, even though I love Star. But the, the main thing was he was getting on Flex in New York radio. I was like, y'all sitting here playing this Glorilla record. Where's the Griselda? Y'all ain't playing the Griselda on New York radio? The fuck is they that whack. about? They and, then, and then uh, at Flex, it was going to commercial. He was about to play Bad Bunny. He's like, man, y'all playing Bad Bunny and y'all not playing Griselda? He was like, where's Benny the Butcher on y'all rotation? And Flex was like, well, we'll, this is what we'll do. We'll get Conway and Benny to come up and do a freestyle or whatever right here with Star. Star's like, no, put their no music. Streams. He said, no, put their music in rotation. He was like... Griselda's running New York right now. Y'all got to show the Buffalo kids some love, man. Buffalo's running New York, and y'all sitting here playing Glorilla? 
And no disrespect to her, but that's a whole nother region. She got a region that's going to support They're her. They're haters, New right? York got to support New York, man. And I'm glad the star got on New York radio and said that as the legend that he is, you know? They're haters, Mike. Again. They're haters. That's why I pulled up the way that I did because, well, if you're paying attention, it's like they appear to be the biggest problem. Radio, media, TV, programming. It's Here's the, to be the problem. I'm going to tell you what happened to me, Mike. You know, I just got my phone back. I didn't have my phone for two days. I actually had to listen. First of all, I was very happy that the purple tape was the CD that was in my old ass car. All right. So I've been playing the purple tape for the last two days. Great. Speaking of which, Mike, quick inside take. Ice water is the precursor to shadow boxing beat wise. All the scratching and the mixing and the beat switching. Ice water is the precursor to shadow boxing. And I think about that. it. They're both like starting off the second parts of the album or early on the second parts of the album. But that's neither here nor there. But I listened to Steve Harvey Morning Show this morning while I drive 90 minutes to go get my fucking phone from an Uber driver acting like he can't see the urgent messages about my phone. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. No, 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 because I'm serious. And I'm going to tell you why I pulled up like that. You understand when you lose your phone, you have to give them your address. You right. see, but my phone was tracking, so I had his address. And that's why I pulled up because I don't know him and he don't know me. But now he knows that I have has his address and he has mine and I got my phone. That's how that shit really supposed to be. But neither here nor there. I was listening to the Steve Harvey morning show this morning, which quite frankly, I haven't listened to in well over a decade. And I didn't know he was still on the radio in the morning time. First of all, and being in the car for 90 minutes, Mike, I literally heard two songs played and I did not know what they were. So first of all, radio isn't even playing radio. And when they are, there's definitely an agenda. I'm like, who is this they putting in the machine? I'm like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> well, I don't even know who or what this is. It was literally somebody who I did, could not. Both songs I could not identify, qualify, know the artist. I'm like, oh, this is how you pay for your spot, your slot time now. Mm-hmm. But think about, think about it though. If you Steve Harvey's following, syndicated nationally. So think about what getting the record played one time on there during the morning show would do exactly. for you. And that was on my mind when I was They're in like 30 markets, fam. If not more. Easy 30 markets. Yeah. I'm lowballing it. You know what I mean? Mad Max says, y'all don't understand New York, though. What do you mean? What do we not understand? We understand radio. I understand that y'all not playing y'all's legends and the people who's running it right now. There, right. Ain't, there ain't nothing to talk about. You fucking up. Like, I don't... Why we gotta dance around it? It's like when other regions... Be fucking up. Be like, no, 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 fam. You fucking up. It's like, just because you're the birthplace of hip-hop doesn't make you any different. The greatest MC of all time just had one of the greatest runs ever. Again, like for the second time. And they even talked about it, Coop. They talked about it, but did not play any of the material. They They had a conversation about it being a top five album. Did you hear how Flex tried to pigeonhole when Star was talking to him? Oh, I'll bring him up here to freestyle. Like, those are my freestyle rapper guys. Like, those aren't guys that I play on the radio. Well, you're not a real DJ in New York radio. Well, you know, this is what I got from it. I'm not trying to protect Flex in that way. And even though I fuck with Flex, right? What Mm -hmm. I got from that exchange was they pay me to play this stuff, man. I I can't control what gets played on the radio. That's what I got from the conversation. (laughs) It sounded like Flex was also, I would love to play that stuff, but they won't let me. That's what it sounded like to me. You know, Mike, I've been a lot of things. You know, I've been a husband before. Um, I'm a father always. I've been a company man before. You know, I mean, technically for recording hip hop and the other company, I work for a company man now, I guess, to a degree. But I'm a fucking man first, Mike. 
And there's just a line about some things when you've chosen certain professions. And and listen to what I'm saying. Like, if Funk Flex was like 22 and just breaking into this gig and making his way and need to get his weight up, need to get his paper up, be financially open. You get what I'm saying? I can understand him making a comment like that. It's like, dude, like, you've been cashed out and maximized this opportunity. He loves the spot too much. Oh, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. That's what I mean. But and that's cool. We can see that you love your spot more than you love hip hop. Yeah, you feel what I'm it saying? Is what it is. And right. you ain't got no nuts. And so, Mike, you may like them. <laughs> I don't. I don't like niggas that don't have nuts. You feel me? And so, like, like to quote, I, to quote, common. I can see the bitch in you every time you get up on radio. And so, like, no, nah, like that shit. <laughs> what don't fly with me as a man is not about to fly with me just because it's the music business. It's like as a man, I know that you've been working this job so long that at some point about the core of hip-hop and the integrity of it. You ain't going to take no stand for hip-hop at some point so you can be a company man. It's like, no, have your job. Don't expect respect from niggas like me. I don't hand out respect to niggas like that. Well, this is the thing, Coop. I mean, what is it, 2022? It's about to be? that you're like the company man and not a hip-hop man. What don't be about- claiming this culture and talking about Benny and I'll have them come up here and freestyle. Right. Nigga, you freestyle. It's about to be 2023. And I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, New York in the chat, I feel like Flex has probably been on Hot 9-7 for like maybe 33 years, maybe a little longer. I know that, you know, Angie interned for him. So all that being said, Flex should be running that station. You know what I'm That's saying? What like I'm saying. nobody, like, you nobody got, should really be, like, nobody should be qualified enough Nobody at radio should be qualified enough to tell him what to do on any level. Like, imagine the person that is his quote-unquote superior that's telling him what he can and can't play. I'm sure they haven't been in his spot over 30 years. You know what I mean? No, this is what I'm saying, though. But when you do the right thing within the context of your community... See, this is what I mean, and you know this, Mike. The leverage in hip-hop always resides with the people. In the streets. In the streets, You're a radio DJ in New York. You don't have no pull or no leverage. That means you haven't done your fucking job. Like, because you've been doing this for 30 years. You ain't got no leverage and no pull and no hot 9-7. Because I'm going to tell you what, that means you haven't branded yourself and ran your business operation properly. Because that ain't Ebro running programming. Uh, I don't know if he's still doing it. I know he is at Apple, but I don't know if he has no, that no, same No, no, no. Think about this, though. It's like, why Flex ain't running the programming at, like, why? I don't know. Exactly. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Right. I'm just saying, I'm just asking questions. No, no, I feel you. These are legitimate questions. Because the thing is, if you, if you're cool with that position of, you know, not being able to dictate what gets played, which I'm pretty sure that he takes pride in the fact that he is the voice of New York, quote unquote, and does, no, I'm just saying that's what he, you know, saying his coined himself as. You kind of want to take pride in the fact that you can break a record, right? You broke dead presidents for Jay and this and that. So I would imagine that you would want to be in a position where nobody could tell you what you can't play. So I'm trying to figure out where does it come in at where that doesn't become the reality, you know? Like where, I mean, in respect to Ebro, because I think Ebro does a good job. How does Ebro come into New York 
and pretty much, you know, have a higher position than somebody like Flex. That's I don't why, understand that's why how that no, 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 That's why I'm bringing up the business acumen about like the position that he's in and why I bought up Ebro. It's like, that's corporate stuff, but I, stuff I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, maybe somebody could break that down for us because I, I think Flex is older than Ebro and more experienced than Ebro and in New York specifically. I know uh, Ebro was out West. So, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know how that happens. And I'm sure there's a reason for it, but that's a yeah. Andrew Green with the Super Chat says, uh, just to clarify, that was a uh, new info to the guys on Rap Roundtable, too. They also mentioned that it gives more weight with Conway's gripe against Flex. I doubt that Sin would have, you know, disagreed with you on that, Coop, if um, if he was prepared to that before. No, but he was talking about me rolling up. I watched the clip finally. He was talking about me rolling up on people that wasn't doing the, uh, about me rolling up on people and how I didn't need to do that. So it's like, you can't, you know, like he should have checked that information before he made that comment about me, quite frankly, because it's like now he's made the comment. And now I can see Jarb asked me to come on Rap Roundtable. It's like, and I can see why, but it's like, well, that's not happening. <laughs> you know what I'm not saying? Good, like, like you need to talk to your mans and y'all and y'all up there in New York. They really need to be checking radio and not checking coop. That's what I'm saying. Like, out of respect for them, they they a New York podcast that just got shouted out by Nas and Hit Boy too. It's like they need to be on Hot Nine Seven ass, not coops. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I think the everybody has their individual approaches. I mean, I don't think I would criticize anyone's approach. You know, just me personally. But at the end of the day, I feel like we all want the same thing. We all yeah. want we all want really dope hip hop to thrive, and I think that sparing the powers that be in that process might not be the way to get it. You know, um, I mean, again, this is from somebody who knows how radio people move. They will ignore you. You have to, you have to basically bring down the hammer. You have and, to go pull up. Yeah, on them. you have to pull up. I mean, you you know, I'm a person that believes that sit-ins don't work as well as riots, though. So, I mean, that's just me. Say less, Mike. Say less. No, I mean, I'm more, I'm more Tupac than you know. No, I was about to say (laughs) it was really like a Tupac type thing that I did, and it's like I was literally saying while I was doing, I shouldn't have to do this to incite or affect change. But I knew that if I behaved this way, that it was going to do that. Now, what does that say about how I understand how it works? In my opinion, that I sit in? based on that, it was effective. It's been effective. The fact, that, I mean, the fact that people even had a segment on it lets you know it was effective. It obviously touched the nerve with people that I, I, I rolled the way that I rolled with that. But but also, too, and this is what I mean respectfully, and you got to be careful. And I don't have no problem with sin, like, at all. Like, it's cool, yeah. and, I, and I love and respect those guys, and I appreciate the show and what they bring to the table. But it's like, I mean, Mike, and you know this. You know me, and the people who know me know this. It's like, oh, no, that's Coop, though, when he feels some type of way. It's not like I'm doing anything outside of the parameters of who I am in real life. You know right, what I'm right. saying? That's not that's not for TV. That's not for YouTube. That's not for Nas. It's like, no, anybody knows me. It's like, no, 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 that's cool. You shouldn't poke at him. It's like, if you poke at him, he's going to keep on biting and like not going to stop biting. Like, because I'm ravenous like that when you get me charged up. Anybody that knows me knows that. It's just about whatever it is that I'm charged up about. That's how I handle my business. Because, Mike, I'm going to tell you something. No, I used to be the nice guy that didn't handle things that way. And shit wasn't getting done until I started busting niggas ass. So, busting niggas ass real quick. Yeah. Uh, this is the thing, man. If Hot 9-7 alone actually spin some music that was on KD3 for the week that KD3 came out, just the week that it came out alone, let's just say they spun 
Michael and Quincy get like maybe two records, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like gave it some fair spins, nothing extraordinary, but just what it really deserved, right? I think that that bumps up that 28,000 the first week to 35,000. Now we're talking about one station in the largest market, which, you know, is New York and Nas has done way too much for New York to not even get that minimal level of output. Now, if he's getting that in other stations that piggyback off of that station, we're talking about 50, 60 the first week. You know what I mean? Jay Short with the Super Chat says, um, they don't holler at Flex because uh, they don't want Nas played on radio. They are Jay guys. Listen to this, this is the thing, man. They're both from New York. And regardless if you're a Jay guy or more of a Jay fan than Nas fan or vice versa, if you're a hip-hop fan, you're a fan of both of them. And if you're in hip-hop radio in New York City, both of those guys have done more than enough for that market to get the same level of respect. I think Listen at this, this point, this point in the game, niggas got to be past the payola side of it, man. That's some shit the niggas was doing in the mid to early 90s when niggas was trying to get on. Niggas is legends now. It, you you know what I'm saying? Like, you should be... The pay you is to go out there and over. play this. Right. Yeah. Everybody in this situation is legends. Flex is a legend. Ego yes. is a legend. You know what I mean? Jay, Nas, these guys Nas, are legends. What Nas, are we talking Nas, about, Payola? Right. That's pennies, man. Yeah, everybody's a legend now. That's that's what I mean. It's like, this would be different if this was still early in the game. It's yeah. still going on leave. Listen to what I just pulled up. This is June. Hot 9-7 has an average of 3.314 million people tune in at some point during the average week. 3.3 million people at some point during the average week. Power 105, 3.2. Neither one of them are playing Nas records. So we're talking about an average, and it's probably some of the same people, mm -hmm. but it's at least 3 million people weekly that could be hearing this KD3, which is one of the greatest rap, even if he's not your number one. He's clearly one of the best MCs of all time. He obviously came out of New York. Yeah. And you're going to deny him the opportunity to have those 3 million people listen. And here's where it gets more egregious. When Star brings in up the Griselda thing, well, okay, let's say you don't want to do it for Nas because it's like, oh, well, he's had his day. He's won. Well, you don't have no excuse not to do it for Griselda because I don't see no really gold or platinum plaques hanging on their wall. No, Nas got plenty of gold and platinum plaques. Like, he does. Got plenty of gold platinum plaques. Is Benny and Conway and Westside walking around with some platinum albums that you know nothing about? And they can help out with that cause. You and know they can I mean? help out with that cause immensely. And yeah. so this is what I mean. I'm disgusted, not just at how they treat Nas. Pray for Paris. Yeah. Why, pray for Shit, even 10. Westside just dropped. You know what I'm saying? Him and Blackstar in Brooklyn. Were they playing Lemon and Jesus Crisis? You feel me? Westside. should have been playing Lemon nonstop. Westside and um, Westside pulled up in Brooklyn with Black Star and shot the Peppers video. And they are they playing Peppers? It's you very know, problematic. They, at this That's point, man, I mean. like, y'all can't put this on the artist anymore. Like they were able to put this on the artist when Fifty came out, and like you know, what I'm saying New York kind of went more to the underground and didn't make commercially viable stuff. They would say or whatever, and the South yeah. did. You can't say that now, New York. It's a lot of really good music coming out of New York. Nas, and that y'all not even playing. Nas is just the crux of the conversation because he sits at the top. That's why I keep on trying to stress to everybody, this isn't about Nas. 
This is about everybody that's under Nas, that's not the greatest MC of all time, because if he'll get this type of treatment, now you can see very clearly why somebody like Benny, Westside, and Conway aren't even going platinum. No, Nas got multi-platinum albums. Yeah. He goes gold. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he done sold his shit already yeah. to a degree. You feel me? Yeah. It's like, you're not going to let these guys eat like that or give them the opportunity to? Like, right. think about this. When Benny did the joint with Freddie, why wasn't One Way Flight all over New York radio? Yeah. Jay Short with Super Chat says, Mike, you can't go to war on the ground until you go to war in your heart. Listen, man. Um, again. I mean, we down in Atlanta, Mike, and we like to hear some New York shit. Don't tell me the New Yorkers don't want to hear like peppers and hear legit and hear get like, don't do not lie to us and tell us that down here because like the, the hip hop heads down here appreciate it. Don't I tell think, me that the I think the New York that. artist that's getting the play, from what I understand, is Ice Spice. Um, but again, when Star was on there and they're talking about playing Bad Bunny in Glorilla and you don't have the rap guys in, in rotation in New York and the Mecca, hip hop's about to turn 50 next year. And they're about to really do a real big push on hip hop 50 and New York is the center point of that. You're not supporting the guys that are doing the bar work and putting out quality hip hop in New York, the people in New York should be should be infuriated by that. I mean, again, as a hip hop fan and as a person who respects New York hip hop and some of my favorite MCs and albums and musics from there, I mean, it's only so much I can do. But you know, it's like the people in New York got to be upset by this. Look, and with that said, let's go transition to another legend that they're not supporting. Cool G Rap dropped an album last Friday. Well, here it is. Here's the track list. Cool G Rap. What what stood out with you from this last of a dying breed album from Cool G Rap? I'm going to tell you what the overall sentiment was. And I'm actually, we weren't planning on having, most of these conversations we had today, we did not plan on having. No, and that's no. the beautiful thing about this show. We kind of got to be ready to vacillate with it. But and I already have this written down. But now that we've had the radio conversation, this album for me, and even more so after the radio conversation, I said this is an observational clinical case study of why guys like G Rap, KRS One, Rockin', like that whole crop, well, they tour more than they record because what can a guy like G Rap do? I realized when I listened to this album, if they're not gonna let Nas fit in, how the fuck is Cool G Rap gonna fit in? This is exactly what I was talking about. Like, where's there room for really cool G rap to get the flowers that he deserves when he makes a quality project like this? Now, this album isn't stellar, but it is good. And it has some moments on here because it's cool G rap. So it's going to have some moments. Now, I'll tell you what. The one thing that maybe disappointed me about this album some was that I kind of felt like the highlights had guest appearances for the most part, with the exception of a record, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm not used to that from Cool G Rap because he is more than capable of handling his own. But that's part of the reason why I ended up in the frame of mind that I was in about the album is because I realized it's like, well, what is Cool G Rap doing making a song with Nims? It's like he always he always works with the younger cats. But then I realized somebody like G Rap has to work with the younger cats, like like to keep his buzz relevant in the city because New York's not going to play him. Mad so Max has, loves the album. No, it's a dope album. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's just, um, it's got, it's got, it's got more help than maybe you're used to for somebody at Cool G Rap's caliber. Most of the songs that you find yourself liking are the guest appearances. 
But there's some stuff on there. I'm going to tell you one thing that I noticed. Cool G Rap has gotten better with hooks over time. I saw Mad Max say something I want to address real quick, not to cut you off. He no, said Cool G Rap is too old for radio, but radio is for old people, right? Young people ain't listening you see to the radio. Problem? You see the problem? That's what I mean. Where can Cool G Rap fit in? Because when he's making some of these songs, I'm like, well, this is him trying to carve out his older niche, which is good. And, and much like happens, I think it's happening right now with Cormega's album, uh, yeah. AZ's album last year. All of Nas's projects. Well, is New York Radio going to play this and support this? Because it's going to be hard for this to get legs when you don't want to take care of home. But there's some dope stuff on here. First of all, Fly Till I Die with Coogee rapping Big Daddy Kane still sounds yeah. good right now as it did when I first heard it. That's holding up. I thought that was kind of that song to me is kind of like a sleeper song of the year contender. Like that might sneak into our top 20 list because it's it's Kane and G rap. And that's a borderline verse of the year contender from Kane, too. Yeah. Um, Born Hustler with AZ and 38 is nice. I love 38 and uh, Cool G rap together. They sound good. Well, he sounds like he's influenced by Cool G rap because he is mm-hmm. like everybody else. You know, he's inspired everybody from Nas down to 38, you know. So ain't too many people he hadn't touched. Um, there's something about beat-wise what people from Cool G Rap's era hear. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't love some of these production choices. I think that was my gripe on it, too. And I'm going to tell you exactly where that's coming from, too. And this is more plug talk. Well, you know how much this shit costs to get a track from such and such coop and da, 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 da. it's like you think you know she like Nas paying out of pocket when he paying and da, 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 like you know and so look at Nas's situation and this is what I mean and then toggle down even though it's his forefather and, and, and you know what I'm saying and go to Cool G Rap and realize it's like well this is still a money talks and bullshit walks kind of game Cool G Rap ain't never been a big seller never been on radio like that you feel what I'm saying? You got to pay for the production, Mike. You got to pay to put these things together. Kill G Rep putting these projects together himself. And so you're more likely going to find yourself working with younger, hungrier dudes at a better price point. But sound-wise, you might be missing something. Well, a lot you of know the times, I mean? too, and when you're doing it in this fashion, and I don't know what this label situation is like, you got to clear these samples yourself. Like, And that's like, different. This is what I mean. Is It's like something like Diesel... It's like, oh, what do you have to give Alchemist for that beat? They need to be on here. You feel me? Like, you need to try to get your money's worth out of that. Because I know you had to give Al some money for that track, you know? Right. And so some of the production issues that I hear going on now, and I'm not saying this like niggas is broke. I'm saying it like niggas ain't trying to go broke making a rap album. Like, Coogee Rap ain't trying to go pay 150 grand for this or 300 grand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Listen, nobody's trying to put money into something that's not going to give you a return on your investment. It don't matter how much money you got. Right. Like, I'm going to tell you something. The plug told me when Metro album dropped, she was like, oh, she was like, ain't no telling what the weekend costs. Metro better drop that as a single. He don't have a choice for yeah. what the weekend costs. You feel I mean, me? I said that when I heard the album. I was like, yeah, I mean, you get the weekend on a record. It's got to be the single because, yeah, yeah it's you're not going to have him on an album song. You going to pay that nigga 500 grand to do what? Not for, To not release it as a to single? Not to not get radio play right. Yeah. No, you need to go get, make your money back. And so some of the things that I hear, like, because I heard some people talk about AZ's production last year on Do or Die 2 and how they didn't enjoy that as much as well, which I I didn't agree with. I thought that those were nice selections. That's some of the money game that's getting played where it's like, oh, well, you want him to go get five tracks from Alchemist 
or Pete Rock or Derringer or even some track. Oh, no, this shit costs. Like, don't you think that if Cool G Rap could go get every beat from somebody like a Havoc or Q-Tip who were from Queens, he would? You feel well, like I think that's why we're seeing a lot of MCs teaming up with producers because you're able to kind of work out things a mm-hmm. little bit better because it's like, okay, now we're a group and we're just splitting mm-hmm. things down evenly. That's a lot more attractive for both parties now as opposed to, you know, having to give individual people, you know, money for tracks, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's more feasible to just do this as a group and we just split it down the middle as opposed to me having to get five or six different producers and paying them out of pocket. And because, like you said, in today's time, we're really not seeing residuals in the way, like, people used to be, you know, talking real old school now, but albums, producers used to get points off of an album, off of the album sales. You have the percentage broken down by how many, how much money this actual producer was making per album sold for this album. You don't have any of that anymore. So now you kind of have a barter system in a sense. And that's why we're seeing a lot of rappers and producers teaming up and just finding ways to kind of just split it down the middle anyway. Mm -hmm. Which I think is better for the music. But, you know, in situations like this, yeah, you're right. This is why it's making, it's, such a it's big making for better teamwork and chemistry and synergy is what it's doing. Because, right. well, you know, it's kind of like I hate to say it is like, well, rap is kind of like in some like good, good times era, like the show good times era where it's like it's gotten really hood and the money's gotten slender again. And that forces families to kind of get together and bond tighter. It's the 80s so, again. Yeah. So I think that some of what we're seeing from the music. And I mean, and this is one of those things that gets revealing when you're talking to somebody like the plug who is a younger than me and you, you know, what I mean, like she's in her 20s, but it's also on the inner workings on the industry on a level that you're not. She's really exposed to me how much the radio, the media and the money is really making the shit move, like not on a conspiracy level, like you may think, but definitely on a business and financial and economic cycle level, right. like you think. And it's real. It's very, very real. Like, like you don't understand. It's like sometimes you don't understand. You're not hearing your favorite rapper from your childhood come out because it's why would they go spend three, four, five hundred grand, a million dollars to make an album when they can just go tour with the shit that they've already done and go make a million instead of spending it. Exactly. That's what Nas is doing. It's so incredible. You understand this motherfucker don't supposed to be doing this right now. He's going to be. It's yeah. incredible when somebody cares enough because part of the reason why you don't hear from your favorites like you used to or like you want to, well, it's a money thing and not like they broke, but it's like, what type of businessman do you know who wants to go spend a million dollars instead of go make a million dollars? Exactly. And, and they're fortunate enough that they came up in an era where they were able to make make songs that would be classic by you know today's standards because radio gave those songs that breathing room to be in your head it's not like here today gone tomorrow like today's climate it's going to be very tough for people in this era to make classics that stand as long as a song like a children's story and the people who came up in the 80s and the 90s they have the privilege of being able to be a part of that and like you said they can tour on that for the rest of their lives really (laughs) And, you know, and making new music is, I mean, you could do it for fun or whatever, but you don't, it's, you're only going to put so much into it. Cause like you said, they'll probably get back doing a show more than they would from putting together a full album. Yes. And so here's what 
I will submit to you. And you and I have been told, you got told this before. Nas makes music to make sure he never has to get on the elder rap tour circuit. Like that's what part of this hit hit boy run's been about. He doesn't want that fate. Like he's watched that fate for the people that he looked up to. Because I want to tell you exactly what I what what I realized. And this is what I mean about the feature run. And I thought about this today, and I thought about all these guys, but I'm gonna start with Kane. If I was Kane, I would never make an album ever again. Yeah. You are the greatest live performer hip hop has ever seen. If we're combining vocals, dance moves, star ability women being attracted to you, the actual delivery, the voice. No, Kane. Okay? Why would a guy like that, with that type of stature and that type of legend, who inspired guys like Big Year J, go spend money making an album where if he wanted to stay current, he would be better served to go do a feature run and get paid. And, and, I, and mind you, after you make the album, you got to chase these New York radio niggas down to support your shit that should be supporting it off Daddy top. Kane. Nobody wants to deal with yeah. that. Yeah, think about this. Kane and G-Rap are older than Nas. You think Nas ain't trying to run around and fuck with radio and chase them down? For, you think Kane and G-Rap want to? They're like, nigga, you won't even have a radio station if ain't no half step to come on the radio in 88. It's disrespectful, it's disrespectful as hell. Yeah. So here's what I would submit, and I've thought about this, and this is more plug talk too. The craziest thing that I heard from her in all of this dialogue that we've had in, in the chat with other people and behind the scenes on our own private thread at times. She asked them if Nas should do a feature run and the fans said no. And that is literally the dumbest shit I have ever heard you give an elder statesman advice on. I've realized in this whole time that part of what's going to make the older rapper viable again is the feature run and when i mean older i don't even mean see i mean older i don't even mean elder statesmen like nas g rap and kane are officially elder statesmen even nas even if he doesn't want to be grouped with them he's an elder statesman compared to these other guys he's og it's og talk now you feel me mm -hmm. but mike lil wayne resurgence started with the feature run yeah the way we're talking about cole right now Feature run. These ain't even elder statesmen anymore. They're just older now. Look at what the feature run's doing for them. And so I would encourage... And when you don't do a feature run, you could do what Kendrick did. That happens. No, I'm saying, like, I don't think that he... If he were actually out here in practice doing what Cole's doing, I think the momentum for his album would have been different, and I think the product would have been different. I but think that a lot of the times, at least, you know, from what I've always seen... You can hear from the feature run a build up to what an artist is about to do. No, you know what I mean? The plans. No, no, no. See, there might be there might be a little red hair, and Nas may have showed us the way a little bit again with it. You see, what I'm saying is, is, is that, well, look at what he just did with 21. That's the new cash out for the older rap artist, Mike. You're right. Like, that's the shit that gets somebody in the system. Pimp this, like, like you're the goat. You're one of the goats. You're a legend in this system. You're in the matrix. Like Cool G Rap and Big Daddy Kane and KR, your blueprints are all over this matrix. Mm -hmm. All you got to do, stick your hand deeper down into the matrix and go pull out one of those young guys that's currently running the system. Because that, how about this? Listen to what I'm saying. 
why does a song with 21 Savage, at least in terms of what it does for the climate and for the media and for Nas's push, cause more effect and change than a classic rap album he just made or an arguable classic rap album he just made? You get what I'm saying? It's like, so you're telling me Nas just spent all this money to make KD3 and to do like all of this. And really all he had to do was a song with 21. It's like, you feel me? And so imagine, I think it happened so imagine, the way it needed to happen. So listen, so listen, so listen imagine Nas on Metro Boomin album. Let's say uh, the Migos come back together minus one next year. Imagine hearing Nas on something like that. A Boogie's new album. You know, I know Nas is supposedly going to come on the Conway and stuff like that, but that's what I'm starting to look at. And that's what I would encourage our elder statesmen to do is to reach out to these younger guys that really love you, that will respect you, that are really popping and do your future feature run through them. It'll give you some money. It'll give you some chart position. It'll give you some clout again in the current climate. And you don't have to spend your money making an album and you're already all time great. Like I'm perfectly okay. If I hear like five to 10 big daddy Kane versus a year and don't hear album. What about you? He's Kane. I'm with you. And I think with hip hop being 50 next year, I think that's going to be a great year for those things to happen specifically for Nas. Well, let's get up out of here, man. We, we covered yeah. some real heavy stuff today. Great show. Yeah, yeah, we got, this yeah. is, we haven't had a show like this in a minute. I felt like where we just like really got, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it <laughs> nah, this was fun. All right, well, no, we're going to holler at y'all You know Friday. what you said? It, when you text me earlier, you're like, we're going to have fun today. And I was thinking to myself, what the hell made Mike say that? But we did. <laughs> <laughs> we did. A lot of this wasn't even on the on the radar, but you know. Yeah, um, just just real quick wrap up. I want everybody to be supporting all the things that we're doing. Our writer, Denim, Denim has a great article out on our website about mental health awareness that I'd love everybody to check out. I talked to Denim. Denim's going to come on the show, Mike, so we just need okay. to work out some time. Cool, cool. So we want y'all to meet our, uh, our our new lead senior writer, Denim. She's uh, she's thoughtful, exciting, poignant, uh, beautiful, talented, all the above. Looking forward to y'all meeting her. Um, we got some station heads coming up. Hip hop yearbooks coming up. Mike got top fives floating. We got the week according to hip hop. Uh, we have the Patreon show on Monday. Y'all still need to subscribe to. It's getting more and more fun by the day. If you were on this show, this past Monday, like, you got to see my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got the music and you got my life live. Like, you got to catch me take my daughter to her Christmas party. You got to catch me riding to the south side, dealing with traffic. Mike playing Kendrick while I'm on Campbellton Road. Subscribe <laughs> to my Patreon. And uh, shout out to the, uh, my homie, Lou Screw, who we're putting stuff together. And subscribe to my new page, Coop is Problematic. Yep. Uh, from According to Hip Hop presents Coop is Problematic. We're going to have some stuff coming soon. Me and Mike accordingly... Uh, currently building and fleshing some things out and seeing how we're going to bounce off of things. Yes, Madman, there's going to be more cooping going on. Coop's going to be cooping in the R&B realm some and in the sports realm and getting behind the scenes with some artists like I've already been doing. We got some exciting stuff coming for the top of the year. So roll yeah. with the winners. 2023 is about to be crazy. We're going to holler at y'all Friday. Absol's dropping. Uh, I think something else is dropping, but yeah, Leroy is right. It was a field trip on Patreon. I took took niggas around the city on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna holler at y'all. Appreciate the love.